Dork Tales proudly presents Dungeons and Dragons The Reign of Emrys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Reign of Emrys. This is Dork Tales, and I am your Dungeon Master Kelly. Joining me tonight is the, I guess you guys don't have a name yet because you're not even a party yet. Because, hey, yeah. you haven't even spoken in character for the first time yet. Uh, this is a brand new campaign that we are running here on Dork Tales uh, that is set in our homebrew world. We're really excited to be running this for everybody. Uh, if you can tell, it's slightly more period-pieced. And uh, it is, um, God, like what's the time period, guys? Like seven, kind of a 16th, 17th vibe? Ish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so... Uh, I will tell you a little more about this game in just a moment, but this is the first game, so we hope you enjoy it. If you weren't here for session zero, that's fine. Don't worry. We're going to walk you through this. Uh, first of all, why don't we go ahead and introduce ourselves, starting with uh, who we are, uh, who we're playing, and uh, something we're hyped about, about this game. So why don't we just go in order, and I'll start with Christine. So, hey, Christine, how's it going? Not too bad. Hello, so I'm Christine, and I'm playing Claudette Ophelia Belmont. Uh, she is a wizard and a blade singer. Nice. And what are you hyped about? Oh, I am hyped about being a spellcaster who has armor and a good AC. <laughs> I know. It's the best of all worlds. <laughs> this is great. All right. Hello, Amy. Hello. I'm Amy, and I will be playing Leiden Admerov, the uh, cleric of the grave and Ooh. uh yeah i know spooky 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 and um i am I don't and know our game's first asmr and the grave's first asmr that's true hello yep, yep. what it's because you're an asmr in real life <laughs> <laughs> nice 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 so yeah um i don't know exactly what i'm hyped about i'm hyped to be in another game um i'm hyped for this character's charisma score which is what? 20. Oh, God. Yeah. I thought for a while that I'd had them 19, Wisdom 19 and Charisma 19, but I'd actually swip, sw like swapped them because of how my bonuses worked out. So I have a Charisma of 20. You might as well. <sighs> All might right. as well. Uh, hello, Caitlin. Hello. Uh, my name's Caitlin. I'll be playing Telfrin Ellis Pridery, the Barbarian. Nice. What are you hyped um, about? I'm hyped to be playing a guy character for once. Mm -hmm. I ever do that. And I'm really hyped to be in the D&D game and to rage. To rage. You would like to rage? Mm-hmm. I'm totally ready. I'm ready oh, to rage. And uh, I guess I should have done this in advance, but uh, just because we should try to be as inclusive as possible in the stream. Um, quick pronoun check. Uh, I'm Kelly. I'm the DM. I use he, him. Uh, I'll answer to anything, but I use he, him. Uh Christine? Uh, she, her. Okay. Oh, that's me. Hi, Amy. Yes, I, uh, she, her, they, them, I don't, I don't care. Whatever. Okay. And, uh, in character you're using she, her as well. In game, uh, yes, she, her. Yeah. yeah, if you're, if you're doing something different in game, mention that as well. Uh, Caitlin, you're doing... Um, so I use she, her, um, Telfrin is he, him. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. So, and we'll just roll that into the last two that we do. So, hi, Robin. Hello! Hi everyone, I'm Robin. Um, I go by she, her, and so does my character, Ivy, the Tiefling Bloodhunter. And I am excited to be in a kind of big-ish new homebrew campaign of Kelly's, because uh, I enjoy watching Shards and Urn, so it's kind of cool to be in something 
as well like that. So I'm looking forward to just being in another campaign because I love dragons. Dragons and dungeons. That's, there, yeah, there that's are how at least a, there are a couple of those things in this game. So yeah, mostly dungeons. Mostly Go to the dungeon. All right. And finally, hi, Mike. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike. Uh, I go by they, them in person. And I am playing Veratrix Soulstar. Uh, she is our artificer, arterialist. Um, she goes by, by she, her. Uh, she has a little bunny, uh, flying robotic bunny companion, which Vincent wasn't being social tonight, so he is not in the room. Uh, also, I have a green screen, so you wouldn't be able to see him anyways. Okay. But uh, something I'm stoked about is I am super excited for this character. She was the first character that I've actually... Uh, that I actually uh, built since really coming into my own as as uh, a non-binary uh, person. Mm -hmm. And so she is already feeling the most natural for me. Is she non-binary um, as well, or is she just, she's just uh, her? She's just her. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm super stoked for, for playing her. It's going to be good. And you look good with the long hair. You should grow your hair out. <laughs> All right. So if I could, I would, but I can't. Uh, well, fair enough. Um, all right. So, uh, guys, this is game one. So that means that uh, and I'm using guys as a, like a collective. If uh, it's it's a reflex. Sorry, I'll try to change it. I won't I won't succeed, but I'll try. Uh, so everyone, uh, we this is game one. So that means that we are going into this and there's going to be a lot of name drops. There are going to be a lot of things that you will have to learn. Uh, so if you have a notebook in front of you, that is ideal. If not, uh, if you're typing, please do it very quietly. Perfect. Uh, I will try to provide things later, and you can always do quick notes and ask me after game, uh, because my, my keyboards will click clack, and if I have to type out every name that I say, that's going to get really loud for everybody. Okay. Click clack, patty whack. Uh, so. I am desperately trying to decide how to start the organization of my notebook. Uh, mm. At the first page mm. is usually the best one. Yes, uh, but what goes on that first page I always is... put the cast list on the first page. Well, it's not so much that because I also use it for remembering my roles and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So I try and have all that and figure out where to put stuff. And, ugh, there's a lot to it. <laughs> Ooh, my... Too much to it. My tie has come out. Sorry, pardon me. Um, all right. So um, with that, I think we're about ready to start. Now, everybody here is starting at level two. Uh, a couple quick things about this world, just so that you were aware, is that... Uh, this is set in our homebrew world of Elos, kind of in the Southern Hemisphere, um, in an area that's kind of equivalent to the Mediterranean. Um, and uh, Emery's, the, the nation of Emery's and the empire of the Emerysian Empire itself is roughly analogous to Rome in many ways, but with many liberties taken. Uh, you'll see those as we go, and this isn't supposed to be a direct corollary. There also are going to be themes in this chronicle of uh, expansionism, colonialism, and similar um, very problematic things in real life. However, this is a role-playing game, and we're exploring these uh, kind of in uh, slightly more historical context uh, in terms of, say, uh, like I have a background in Greek and Roman history, so it's a little bit different than someone with a, a background in more like modern history. Um, so hopefully this will have a more classical vibe than a more enlightenment era colonial vibe. Uh, but we'll see how we, we do this and uh, we can always change it and they can always change the entire empire because, hey, that's uh, that's the fun. Uh, with that, um, we are just about ready. You guys are starting at level two. And um, is there anything else that I should 
tell everybody. Um, oh, uh, everyone, you will have one point of inspiration per game. Inspiration can be spent on the following things. You can spend it to add additional dice, uh, giving yourself advantage, or you can give an enemy disadvantage with it. You can also give it to an ally to give them advantage. You can also roll your extra dice after your roll, so long as two factors have not occurred. One, you didn't botch, so a one is always a botch. You always mess up on a one, okay? Um, and if you roll a one and spend an inspiration, nothing happens. You just don't do it. Um, you also uh, can't... Actually, no, that's not the rule. So you can reroll if I tell you you fail. Um, because we also have one other thing, and that is determination. Determination is something that the chat can purchase for you. Uh, you can only have or have one of these at a time. And what it is, is it allows you to add your proficiency bonus again. If you already have your proficiency bonus, it's again. If you don't have it, you get it. Uh, that can be added anytime uh, before I tell you if a roll succeeds. So before the roll, after the roll, before I say you fail. Uh, for a full list of all of our house rules, go ahead and check our, our wiki, which is at uh, the Dorktales Wiki Generic Fantasy Setting Wiki. And um, and we use dice rolls. We use 4d6, drop the lowest, because heroic stats are great. Um, and I think that's that's all we really need to say going into this. So you guys ready? Oh, and um, uh, what, one more thing to add. If you do buy somebody determination, please specify who it's for. Oh, that's fair. Art hard. Thank you very much for that. All right. <clears throat> All right. It's so nervous. I always get so nervous at the beginning of a new campaign. <laughs> um the I guys, don't even know my character yet i haven't met her so i know right her voice hasn't come out of your mouth yet it makes a difference <laughs> yeah okay so that means that i need to just pop on some music and then uh we're going to start and then uh the last thing i'm going to say is that uh definitely check out our red bubble store we've got a bunch of really cool merch there right now uh and there will be some rain of emery's merch also a big shout out to Hayla's, uh who is the artist who did all of our character photos for this game um she's an amazing artist and if you want to get some art commissioned for your games definitely support her that's h-a I L I I Z or Z if you're from one of those you know colonial countries um, at uh, pretty much everything but Instagram and Twitter are the easiest ways to reach her and she, she's just awesome uh, she also did our new art for Shards of Nern which you'll be seeing shortly uh, and uh, with that in mind the last thing that I have to say is that if you're looking for some dice we do have a deal right now with um, which company is it now Amy it's with only crits right? only crits yeah. So you can get 10% off if you use the the code DORKTALES. Yeah. On OnlyCrits. So Yep. Just in chat there. All one word. Yeah, do it. If you if you want dice, they're a good company. So go ahead. Um and with that, I'm done shilling. It's time to start killing. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> what? It looks like we might all end up starting the game with um determination. Because <laughs> oh, nice. I just got one and that was redeemed for for Claudette and Ivy. Yeah, Claudette, yeah. Right. Ivy, nice. you, Ooh, me, I have I've a determination. Right. We just, we just, we, we just need one for Talfren now. It's true. Somebody buy it. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. So are you ready? Then let's start the Reign of Emrys. It has been 800 years since the Empire of Emrys was founded, born from the chaos of the Nova Score, the War of Nine Scores. For 180 years, blood stained the continent, 
until it was all brought beneath a singular order. In the capital, Empress Leandara Edelheid Emrys reigned supreme on her 64th year of life. Her last surviving children, a pair of twins in their 18th year, are the last hope of the imperial line of succession. 800 years of expansion have thinned the imperial bloodline, but bloated the empire from its humble beginnings as a seaside nation of fishermen and ranchers. The empire was blessed with the arrival of the Stone of Aria, crown of the broken moon, which still lies in the capital. From this stone, the ancestors learned the secrets of the stars and the workings of magic-hungry machines known as Magitech, the true science. One by one, the neighbors of Emrys have bent their knees in friendship, servitude, or slavery to the might of the Imperial War Machine, which wields magic and technology as a spear into the heart of the unknown. Pockets of resistance border the landscape, but soon, all will find themselves as part of the greater whole. Within the Empire, peace is the norm. Hired warriors, knights, and mercenaries patrol beyond city walls and slowly, methodically cut down monsters and fiends who would prey upon the innocent. These freelancers are given a wide berth and adequate compensation for the cruel and thankless job they do. Within the halls of nobility, aristocrats, pardon me, aristocrats scheme against each other while trying to impress those above them. There is no greater glory than to expand the Empire's hold, wealth, and resources. Nobles fund and lead expeditions into fallen nations, ancient ruins, and scientific and magitech advancements. In laboratories, those who call themselves scientists create breakthroughs and innovations that change the lives of millions. From powered armor to alchemical cures for rampaging diseases like the Widow's Plague and the Scourge, which run rampant through the poorer districts. Religious worship is open and permissive, so long as it does not interfere with your duties to the state. All gods are permitted, though the worship of titans is highly discouraged, as is the overt worship of the Shasa, the triad goddesses Nern, Soph, and Vela. If one is held in regard above all, it is the nameless god, the orphan, the god of death, for who the empire continues to grind a bloody tithe. But our story does not begin with the gods, but from the inkwell of a young man who writes a letter to his sister. At the time of writing, he could have no idea that such a simple action would ripple across the empire and change its course forever, for it is the curse of mortals to remain unaware of the power they wield in simple acts until such a thing is done. <clears throat> and with that... <clears throat> to my dear sister Claudette, I pray this letter finds you well, and I imagine it should, for if I timed it right, this should arrive on the day of your return from Zetrov, and that wretched school of mystic arts. <laughs> My congratulations and undying affection will have to suffice, as I am unable to procure a gift from the front lines. It feels like so many more years have passed than have, but so much has happened. When we were children, I never would have imagined that the Empire was so vast. Do you remember when Mother would take us to Sylvie's Point for holidays, and the travel would take nearly a fortnight by coach? 
I have now seen that that eternal voyage is a small ripple in an ocean. Sister, you would not believe the things I've seen. Since I accepted my commission two years ago, I have seen the Strait of Alor and its wine-dark waters that warn of the treacherous Arcosian Sea. I've seen the ruins of Vexnagali, with the spires of unbreakable elderglass buried as high as the Tower of Kavor, unearthed by hundreds of slaves with mining trowels. The elderglass shines like the stone of Aria. I've seen the pirates of the Sea of Dio, still flying the diamond flag of their queen and riding ships and undersea beasts against merchant ships bound for Rashan. I've traveled the vast plains of Venbalia and the mountains of Terranel, encountered the giants of Damascus, and even met an elf girl from Alvocini. But please don't tell Mother, she'll think it a scandal. I have even seen the ice-kissed shores of, of Zetrovia and wished that my regiment could have landed near to Zetrov so we could have met for lunch or tea. I feel like I have seen the whole world, but what I have not seen is my dear family, and I miss you so. Presently, I write from Casluxia, the fortress of light at the edge of civilized space. Across the Black Channel lies Cadogain and the savage lands of the tribesmen. At night, we can hear the sounds of their war cries and dances echo across the water. Drums and caterwauling bagpipes shriek through the night and tear us from our rest. Though, if I am being completely honest, I have grown somewhat to like the sound. I pray that when the war finally reaches across the water, it is brief, and that the Katogani do not forget their passion for music when they become Emrian. There is so much beauty in the land here. I'm sure you'll love it when it belongs to the Empire and that you can visit. There's something magical about this land. I'm afraid I must draw this letter to a close. I've heard my name mentioned outside of the tent, and I'm sure the Major is looking for me. No such thing as rest for an Imperial officer. Please, try not to get into too much trouble now that you're endowed with the rights and responsibilities of House Belmont. Your first steps are going to be interesting ones. Try not to stumble. All my love to mother and father, and my regards to your new agent, Leiden? Whatever their name is. I'll pass along the same to my agent, your dear Bowdry. I'm sure that he wishes you well. He was always quite fond of you. Your brother, Maxine Etienne Belmont. P.S. I was only kidding about the gift. Please find attached a box of Aldarian sweets I acquired through most illicit means. This letter reaches you. On your return from Zetrovia, Claudette. One of your house servants approaches you, hands it to you, <clears throat> as you uh, as you exit the coach that pulls in front of the sprawling Belmont estate, riding atop the cobblestones, pulled by horses made of metal and steam. They still neigh and kick at the ground, and as one of the coachmen opens the door, you will see in front of you a... Um, uh, a housemaiden. Uh, let's see here. This would be... <clears throat> a housemaiden stands in front of you. She's something of a spinster, pushing into her forties with crow's feet dotting the corners of her eyes. Her hair is steel, striped with black. 
she looks at you and smiles warmly, her eyes hardening as she sees the person over your shoulder, your agent attending you. It is one of your servants, Lucretia, a human woman that served your family for as long as you've been alive. Mistress Belmont, welcome home. I have good news. This arrived just before you. Shall I put it in your room, or would you like it now? Ooh, um, is there anything desperately needing my attention, or can I take it now? Your father's not expecting you until tonight, and your mother's out at the play. So, here. And she'll Excellent. hand you a letter, and beneath it is a, um, a, a muslin-wrapped package. Now, I have to ask real quick. Would you would Leiden be traveling with you, or would Leiden actually be somewhere else at the moment? Um, I'm thinking traveling with me. Okay. Um. So as you well, step, that probably has a lot of like the the ingrained habits that she doesn't realize are snooty as hell. Um. But I think she would want the company, if anything. Like she's okay. not going to want to just be sitting alone in this grand carriage all by herself. So as you step out into the sprawling estate, onto the estate grounds. You can hear the sound of the fountain you used to play in when you were a child. As the sun beams down on your face in the late afternoon, what does Claudette look like? Um, she is... Let me see, did I ever decide on the height? I think she was like 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, Not very tall. Somewhere around, I think... Probably around five five. Um, she's got short, very blonde hair, um, slim and slender, blue eyes, pale skin, the whole lot. Okay. And uh, as you step on to the stones, Lucretia looks behind you. Well, don't dally. Come and grab the bags, girl. She says to the agent of your house that sits on the plush, crushed blue velvet of the seats behind you. Amy, describe yourself. Leiden is she? So she's five five uh, five six. Sorry, slightly taller than uh, than Claudette. Uh, she is rather pale, long, silvery white hair, blue eyes. Um, very. Oh, I don't know. She's. I'm still figuring her out. But other than that, her dental appearance is like. Bleh. Or you can look at the, yeah. So what do you do? Lucretia, the old spinster <laughs> who never got along with you before, mm -hmm. is now bossing you around. What do you do? Hello, Lucretia. Of course I'll take the bags, but I'll remind you I'm no longer one of your servants. No, you're our lady's servant. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'll assist her. I see that you've been fed well. Mm-hmm. Good. Claudette's just going to kind of bounce back with her letter and package and pull her well, little bag from from the carriage, probably. I'm sure she's got a bag with um, her components and her... Yep. And her spell book and... Oh, and can't forget that and her rapier. Okay, yes, your rapier. And then 
Yeah, she'll probably she'll leave some of the biggest bags for Lyden, I think, but she yeah. she will just start helping. Because it's just like, yes, let's go. Come on, come on, I've got a yeah. letter. And Lucretia or uh Leiden will give Lucretia a very polite look and will assist with the bags. <laughs> <laughs> And will heft her sh- like her shield that she carries in her maul and just like sling that, make sure they're in place, and then grab the rest. Uh, another girl will skitter out of the front doors of the of the pa- well palace of the of the estate, uh, and will come up beside you. Uh, she's a green dragonborn. Her skin shimmering in the sunlight beneath the um, the layers of clothing she's wearing, the peasant dress. Uh, please, um, <laughs> no no need to carry that, Mum. I'll, I'll help you. Katya smiles at you. With many, many teeth. You're an agent now. I know. I know. And she's just like, <laughs> and she'll she'll pass over some of the bags, but she'll keep a couple of them. Be like, oh. I have to keep up pretenses. How many undergarments does she have? As many as our lady deserves. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, once you've settled back in, ma'am. Lucretia says. There is another person who is dining tonight. Um, the one who brought the letter from your brother. Your uncle. Oh. Um, perhaps not by blood, but uh, Lord Virgil Merovic will be here tonight to meet with you. He brings news. I see. Lord Virgil Merovic is your father's blood brother. He is, uh, whereas the Belmonts are one of the noble houses of, of the city of Duchesne, uh, he is uh, one of the nobles from Malaxian. Hmm. One of the northern cities. And this is not like a normal sort of occurrence. No, he's usually at the front lines. He is a, um, he, honestly, you might be a little excited about this because he is a, an imperial wizard. Uh, quite powerful. Um, and so I, can, uh, I can quiz him. It's true. Oh, please, um, your rooms have been prepared as um, has a light lunch in case you weren't able to eat on the ride. Oh, wonderful. Was the skyship comfortable for both of you? I'm sorry that only the um. Only first class was available. It was uh, quite quite fun. Quite a, yeah, it's a fun experience. Especially now that I've learned so much about what goes into making them. <laughs> I'm glad you've learned much. Uh, I will prepare your lunch immediately. And with that, you head inside of your sprawling estate. Now, what are you all, what are you two doing with your day? As you enter the front doors, uh, it has been a couple of years since you've been back here in any in any major way. There we go. Um, and um, the place smells exactly like you thought it would. The scent of childhood wafts down from every corner. The sunbeams catch no motes of dust, but strike sharp angles through the windows and skylights. Several maids and other servants quickly clean and smile at you, nodding and bowing, and 
to you, Leiden, as well. Leiden? Leiden. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> Getting used to the name still. What do you all, what do you two do? I'm going to, I think, lean into Leiden and Dupin. Well, that hasn't changed. She's still just as grumpy as before. Yep. All right, come on. I want to. I want to see what uh, Maxine's written. Mm. Okay. After you. As you head upstairs, you find yourself soon in your bedroom, which is exactly as you remember it from childhood. I mean, it's only been a few years since you've been away at school, and you did come home at a holiday last year. But it's amazing how clean they've kept this room. You trust the servants not to go through any of your things or diaries. And your bed is just as comfortable. The pillows are even pre-fluffed when you sit down and lounge across it to read the... How do you do this? Do you just flop on the bed teenager style? What are we doing? Um, no, I think I'll probably sit down in the window or something. Okay. Leiden will tie it like... Just start putting bags away and kind of slipping back into habit. <laughs> I think hmm. Claudette will probably narrate most of the letter out loud. <laughs> okay. I will make appropriate hmms and <laughs> hmm at the right moments. And I think she'll make some mention of how when he first teases about not sending a gift. Well, obviously I know you're lying. It's right here in my hands. How, how badly did he mess up my name? You, you don't want to know. Okay. 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 <laughs> to be fair, I don't think he's... Spent he's probably never seen it written down. Probably no. never has, no. No. There's far too many I's and E's in it. You have an extra T in yours. That's just tradition. <laughs> he's very familiar with tradition. Do you open the package? Yes. Uh, it's candy. This candy. So it is um it is candied uh, a number of candied sweets as well as chocolate truffles. A, a variety from um, um from Alderia which is um quite a um quite a sumptuous fare. It's hard to get these things. That probably costs about five gold pieces. I'm gonna pop one in my mouth right away and then like kind of hold the box out over my shoulder too. There are in. twenty in the box. Here. Pick one. Ooh. Are you sure? She'll just give you a look like I wouldn't have offered if I wasn't sure. Okay, great. Then she'll eat one. It is the richest thing that you can remember putting in your mouth in a long time. <laughs> and with that, you will hear on the side of your door, <clears throat> Miss uh, Miss Claudette, Miss Leiden. Yes. A familiar voice greets you. Do you have time to speak to an old man? Your door opens slightly, and you will see the bearded form of your father, Crispin Belmont, 
standing in the doorway, dressed in a doublet and riding pants. <laughs> Welcome well, home. I suppose I could tear myself away. Oh, well, if you're mother. busy and he'll start to shut the door. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, just for that insolence, and he will stride across the, the floor on his hunting boots. Uh, for that insolence, you have a letter from your brother. Yes. I see. And um, you also have some chocolates. And he is going to grab one of... He's going to grab the box of chocolates and pop two of them in his mouth. Hey! Unfortunately, it is the tithe of respect to thine elders. <laughs> and with that, um, he's not a terribly large man. He's about five foot ten. Uh, with fairly slim shoulders, made uh, a bit thicker through uh, through riding and sword fighting, uh, but he's surprisingly strong. And he, even at your age, even even at what eighteen now, nineteen, something like that. Uh, he... uh, somewhere. Oh, I think I said. Oh, here I found my notes. Five, four, and twenty-two. Twenty-two. Uh, even at twenty-two, uh, he can easily uh, wrap his arms underneath you and like lift you up a bit. Uh, and he will just kind of pick you up into a into a hug. Um, she will, yeah, be full, <laughs> fully enthusiastic about that. Uh, yes, Leiden. Leiden will uh, rescue the box of chocolates and put them safely onto a surface that so that they don't go flying everywhere. Good girl. Good girl. <laughs> 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 mm, mm, mm. So, uh, and he'll set you back down. You don't look cold. I would have thought that coming home from Zetrovia would have made you chilly. <laughs> no, it, it was... It was okay, because I just kept taking off the different layers of wool. I see. Yes. And as you <clears> go <throat> back towards her, you have to add on the layers again. And how have you been? Miss Leiden? Uh, it's been <clears> well. <throat> Thank you. <laughs> Keeping uh, my daughter out of trouble. I do my best. You Good. say that like it's hard. I have just decided that your father is Oscar Isaac with a beard. <laughs> okay. They're, they're talking about Dune in the chat, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's it's Oscar Isaac. It's Oscar Isaac with a beard. That's the size of guy I'm thinking of here. Perfect. Maybe he's a little nice. shorter. I have to start getting prepared. You're, uh, I was just out hunting. Well, as much as you so, can around side. Uh, but here? Uncle will be coming, yes. Uh, he's actually the one that brought the letter. Oh. He was serving, well, he was inspecting uh, Kasluxia and uh, is on his way back, uh, back north toward Luce. But he thought he'd come by and say hello. I haven't seen him in so long. He's quite busy. Uh, he'll be around shortly, though. You shouldn't have... Uh, you have enough time to clean up and dinner. It's probably around about two hours. You will, of course, be with us, right, Leiden? I expect you to be glued to her side from now on. Of course. At least you didn't have to spend much time in Zetrovia. Hmm. 
someone with, well, then again, they all seem to have a pallor similar to yours there. Maybe you would have fit in just fine. It's quite possible, but you would know better than I. <laughs> I could have spent more time there. Yeah, you can always go back later. Didn't learn everything I wanted to. Well, that's what the field's for. That's true. Don't worry, you're going to go and make your way in the world. Speaking of making your way, though, I should get changed. I smell like a horse. Ooh, now I do too. Well, you've been riding and traveling all day, so. Uh, ladies, and he will turn and exit. Ugh. <laughs> all right. And I think Claudette will proceed to root through her bags to find clothing. <laughs> All right. You will easily be able to uh, to put the right clothes on and just kind of clean yourself up. It is uh, a pretty relaxing uh, soak in the... Oh, actually, you have a full shower here, so you could do that as well. Um, if you would like, but uh, yeah, you can get ready for dinner. Yes, Two hours is probably enough time to have a bath. It is. Mm. Meanwhile, across town, it's late afternoon at this point, and you can hear the sound of a carriage riding by outside Talfrin. The woman next to you wearing not much more than a sheet. What does she look like? What's um, the conquest of the day? <laughs> She's a human uh, with dark, cascading, kind of almost ringlets, uh, messed up at this point, and some piercing green eyes. Mm, tell that horse to shut up. <laughs> I would if I could, darling, but... Maybe we'll just have to drown it out. Mm. I'm starting to chafe. Hand me the olive oil. <laughs> As you wish. No. Passed over. <laughs> um, now I have to ask you a quick question. Can you do me a retroactive roll? I would like you to make, yeah. me, a, make me a persuasion roll. Okay. Let me see here. What do we have for persuasion? Oh, it's not bad. Okay. Okay. Let's see what it is. Uh, oh, it's not great, though. It's uh, 13. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you want me to stick around, I'm going to miss my shift. That I'd lose out on mm, two silvers. Perhaps two silvers? you could... Could you spot me? I'll make it worth your while. Well, if you make it even better, then I'll give you an extra. I can definitely make this go away, she'll say, and slink beneath the covers again. Several hours later, well, <laughs> a little while later, you'll hear... Hey! Open up the fucking door! <sighs> Ava! <clears throat> Her head will jut out from underneath the sheets. Oh, shit. Who's that? It's my husband. Good. 
Ava! Open the fucking door! Do you think the you door. can make it out the window? Do I think I can make it out the window? Yo, you have to go! Oh, I have to go. Oh. Alright. It was fun. Good. Heal uh... What? The door rocks on its hinges. You think that it's gonna bust in if you don't hurry, but, uh... What do you do? He'll, he'll get all his stuff, like, together. He'll get dressed, he'll get all packed up, and he'll, uh... Not in a huge hurry, though. Uh, okay, then I'm going to keep banging the door. Okay. <laughs> Boom, the door rattles on its hinges a bit. <laughs> Ava, I know you're fucking in there. Who is it? Is it Brennan again? Or maybe Davo? <laughs> He'll end up tossing the silvers over his shoulder. Well, have a good night. And, and then uh, jump. Okay, as you <laughs> the moment you jump out the window, I need you to make me an acrobatics roll because the door is going to explode in as soon as your feet clear the side of the windowsill. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, I got a seven. A seven. Not All right. Would you like to use your inspiration? <laughs> I would love to use my inspiration. Okay, go ahead Let's and re-roll re that dice. I got a nine. You got a nine. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. Doing I'm sorry. Real well. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. It's great. All right. So uh, as you leap up on the up on the ledge, uh, what are you wearing right now? How much of your clothing did you manage to put back on? Are you wearing your boots? Do you have your pants on? Um. Yeah. Probably his pants. Probably not his boots. They were probably in his hand. Okay. Um. He's got his scarf on. Okay. And his shirt, and probably his undervest. Okay. But probably not this vest, and then not a jacket. So as you hop up onto the windowsill, you'll start to jump out the window. But before you can do so, you're going to feel as this lout of a husband, this tall, thick-necked, bald man with um, a number of piercings along both ears and his lips is going to reach up and grab you, sneering at you with his broken nose and a couple of missing teeth as he grabs you by the scarf. <laughs> you're not going anywhere, you little piece of shit. Shit. Uh, I'm going to try to punch him in the face with my All boots. Right. All right. Make me an attack roll, please. All right. Uh, strength. Oops. Close that. Oh, again. I believe in you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just like a, just like add raw strength to it. Uh, so yeah, you can just add a raw strength. If you right. um, are you proficient in hitting, I'm going to say that I, I'm going to let you add your proficiency to this because you're probably proficient in trying to beat people you're cuckolding. Perfect. Cuckoldry right. specialization. There we go. <laughs> Let's try this. Just this time, though. We'll see how it goes. Just this time? All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a case-by-case -case oh, thing. Right? 23. 23. All right. So uh, oh, what's your... What's your... Oh, okay. Hold on a second. Did you get more than 23? Yeah, 24, because I have strength Holy... plus four. And Holy then if I have proficiency in it, it's a plus six. <laughs> That's beautiful. All right. So... Thanks. um. What you are going to manage to do is you are going to... Uh, so how do you do this? You're going to deal five points of damage to his face. Okay. Um, all right. He will end up, like, smacking him over the head with his shoes. Uh, and then upper, maybe uppercutting him. 
Okay, two blows fall upon this man's thick face and he falls to the ground, landing with a, a tremendous, um, a tremendous burst of of dust from the uncleaned floor of this shoddy inn. Um, oh. You are kind of wobbling on the edge. That hit was really good. I need another acrobatics roll right now, Hi. though, because that hit was super good. Can I math? Uh, Can you math? 13. 13. Okay. Uh, you are going to be able to write yourself as you begin to fall out the side of the window. Now, of course, this inn is not terribly okay. tall. Uh, you're only on the third floor. All so right. you are going to begin to tumble. Now, you got a 13, you said? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you begin <laughs> to tumble downward. Um, so you are going to take... Uh, you're going to take two points of damage as you hit the ground. Cool. Um, I mean myself but, a little bit. Yeah, you basically like you, you you land a little rough. Uh, however, you are going to fall uh, bouncing off one of the awnings beneath you, actually punching directly through it and landing into a fruit cart beneath. Um, so actually reduce that to just one point. But you are going to be covered with a bit of melon as you hear the man who's pushing the cart go. I've been covered in worse. My melons. <laughs> hey, you're going to have to buy these. What do you do? Uh, all right. He'll toss, uh, I don't know, what's a good, what's a good price? I don't know, Mel maybe two melon's silver? Probably like, uh, like a single melon's probably two points, uh, two copper? Two copper? Oh yeah, okay, there we go, not silver. Uh, two copper, single melon. So it's a cart. Put a little bag of like 10 silver. It's obviously not enough, but it's something. So a gold, <laughs> you toss a gold into the air? Yeah, sure okay. you go. All right, so real quick. Okay, uh, a couple of urchins that are begging nearby see a gold coin fly into the air, and suddenly the cart is swarmed by these children and teenagers who are going, Hey, you, my melons too! Hey, hey, give me the coin! Give me the coin! Hey, that's mine! What are you doing? And uh, there is suddenly a huge amount of chaos behind you. Uh, upstairs, oh, you are going to hear, mm, I'm gonna fucking get you! Call me! <laughs> and Talfrin, what are you doing? Yeah, we'll see. Um, he is going to, uh, cool guys don't look at explosions. He's just going to walk away. Uh, is anything following him or is it all just kind of, it's kind of a little bit of chaos him. behind you. You have a little bit Perfect. of an advantage right now. So, uh, he's going to try to slip into an alley and just, uh, okay. Make me, uh, give me a stealth roll Bye. to see whether or not uh, you can, you can get away. Um, you will have advantage because of the commotion. Heck yes. Oh, nice. And I am proficient in that too. That's perfect. Ah, 23. 23. Uh, yeah. This is a practice bit by now. You head down uh, by Long Alley, and um, it is a, a curving uh, cobblestone alley that runs the stretch of the inn. Uh, there are a couple of little patio pavilions outside here where people are sipping, sipping coffee and tea, perhaps enjoying a... Um, a little bit of pasta or something on the side as the sunlight streams through the overhead canopies made of these um, purple and blue silks. Well, more like um, laces, I suppose. Um, kind of casting this hue down onto the ground as if it was sort of like a muted stained glass. Uh, and you are going to be easily able to move through um, and, and head out the other side. Perfect. What do you do with the, what are you doing with the rest of your day? You don't have to go to the right. well. You don't have to go to the butchery until tonight. Fair enough. Fair enough. And that's about three hours away. Good. What do I want to do with my time? 
Uh, maybe I'll try to get a little fight in. Okay. A fight before, a pre-fight before your fight? Yeah, a pre-fight. Why not? Okay. So what are you going to try to do to start this fight? Uh, well, let's see. Oh, the, no, sorry. The butchery is where I'm going to do. Yeah, the butchery is the, where is oh, the, gotcha, uh, gotcha, is the bar. That's where I do that. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, or you could just head there early. I'll probably just head there early, make a little chit chat with uh, my friend. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So you find your way across the city rather quickly. You're going to be able to make it down into uh, the butchery right as the afternoon sun is starting to kind of crest the horizon and uh, begin its descent, turning orange in the distance. It's always noisy. It's always noisy in this part of town. All of the carts, all of the people calling, Fresh fish! Fresh fish! Hey, you, youngster! Some fish will put hair on that chest! One of them calls out to you. I'm just gonna keep walking. He's gonna keep walking? Okay. <laughs> Ignore him, yeah. <laughs> All right. So before long, you are going to be able to find yourself uh, in front of the butchery. The, um, the sign on the window says, Closed for Repairs. It's that sign has been there for the last month. You're pretty sure yeah. it's never closed for repairs. And inside, you can already hear the bustle of people inside. Do you uh, head in? Yeah, I'll walk in. There's something okay. I'm supposed to do to. Uh, there is. So as you walk up to the front door, it's this black door painted to match the side of the uh, the small storefront, which is only about ten feet wide down a a slightly breakneck stairwell. And as you approach the door with the sign that says closed for repairs, it's a little bit blind. You're um, you're mostly submerged uh, beneath the street line at this point. And you know that you have to knock three times and say the password. Do you knock? Yeah. A small okay. slide opens in the door. Who's asking? I will say the password. Okay. What is the password today? Do you remember? <laughs> Do I remember? Should Do you I remember? Do intelligence check? Or are you just yeah. asking me? <laughs> I'm, asking Kay I'm asking Caitlin. What's the password? Oh, what is the password? <sighs> to think of something clever. Can I think of something clever? Something clever. Something clever. That's right. Uh, okay, <laughs> he opens the door. Perfect. <laughs> you, all right. You're lucky this wasn't yesterday. That would have been something stupid. Oh, uh, well... The door opens. Like it's my lucky day. Mm hmm And uh, the half-orc barman, uh, who's, wa who's watch, or pardon me, the half-orc doorman, slides the door open for you, glancing quickly around underneath his cap. Nobody followed you, did they? No. I yeah, of course. Of course, they didn't tell for him. He slams the door behind you, locking it with three bolts, and inside you find yourself among a, a narrow speakeasy in what used to be a butcher shop. Now, this butcher shop has overwhelmed the local stores that used to be in this city block. The walls are still intact, and those businesses are all closed, waiting purchase or renovation. And maybe even some of their storefronts are open to the public. But the guts of them have been hollowed out and merged into this building, which at the moment isn't terribly busy. About two dozen people of all shapes and sizes are drinking taking whatever recreational drugs are common in this area and preparing for the fight pits in the basement tonight. And as you walk in, the bartender will look at you 
Well, he's not normally the bartender, but you'll recognize him immediately. Your friend. And is it, um, is it, um, hey, that's right. Uh, your friend Sal, Salarius Alwyn, the tiefling. Now, Sal, what does he look like? Can you please describe, describe him? Yeah, so Sal is a, uh, uh, medium purple, uh, skinned gentleman with, or, yeah, with, uh, darker purple hair, um, kind of wavy, kind of goes down to his shoulders. Okay. He's got dark horns, um, pretty small horns, but, uh. And, uh, what kind of accent does he have? Just kind of a standard one, or does he have, like... Is there a common accent for tieflings? For tief? No, there's not. They come from all oh. ilks. Gotcha. So if he's Emrian, uh, he yeah. might have, uh... <laughs> well, well, well. Look what the cat dragged it in. Well, that's good. Hmm. What's up, Sal? Not much, Tal. <laughs> you smell like a whorehouse. Yeah, you're just jealous. Eh, well, you know, I do love strange things. And, uh, gonna get you a drink to maybe take some of that lipstick off your mouth. Yeah. Give me the usual. I, I mean, I could take it off if you wanted me to. Maybe a little later. Mm. If I win, how about if that? You, if you win, you're not gonna be pretty no more. <laughs> <laughs> you know I like my boys oh. pretty. And my women handsome. It's kind of weird with me. Yeah, but, uh, whatever floats your boat, man. All right, I've got Toulousian brandy. How's that? It's going to burn like the dickens, but I'll put the fire in your belly. A nice hard cock for the fight. Perfect. Yeah. Pour me one. All right, All right. he will pour you. He'll pour you a double. Mm. So, uh, what are you doing today? Like just hanging what out. What was I doing today? Yeah, why, why, who were you doing today? Oh, this sweet girl called Eva. Hmm. Yeah, it was great. Wait. Has been showed up. Eva, green eyes. Yeah. You might want to go see a cleric, buddy. <laughs> uh, well, it's not the first time. Won't be the last. Yeah. Figure it out. That's the good thing about going to see the orphan. They'll, uh, those clerics will fix you up one way or another. But, uh... Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. Look, you just gotta be careful, man. Like, you're gonna get burned if you stay, like, if you stay in the city this long. In fact, I ain't seen you staying in a city like this in a long time. Yeah. It's how true. much longer we got you here before you're gonna move on? Yeah, we'll see how much damage I can do. How long it'll take me to do it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. You got out of there in a hurry, right? Yeah. Your, um, your scarf's showing a little. Oh. He gestures to your neck. Well, uh, fix it up and thanks. No worries, man. I got you. <laughs> we, uh, we low lives gotta stick together, right? Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that. Okay, so... Tonight, I got a couple of fights for you, okay? There's, uh, right now the roster, he points to a chalkboard next to the bar. Alright, so, the people we have on the agenda tonight, if you want to get in some trouble, uh, we have the amazing Duker. He's alright. 
you could take him for sure. You're not going to give him any bets. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, Gritty would be a pretty good one. She is tough as nails. Dyed orange hair. You, you've seen her with all the bite marks. Uh, and then there's Oh, yeah. I remember that. And then Doll the Destroyer is back tonight. Okay. Yeah, well, you weren't very tough. Destroyer my ass. Anyway. Uh, hey. Well. You feeling really tough? What do you got? I've got this guy <laughs> coming in. He's, uh... I don't actually know. Uh, I'm thinking he's got a little touch of Goliath in him or something. Real tall, mother. Okay. His name's uh, his name's Krog. What's him over there? And as you look over, you will see there is a a man who probably, if he was standing, would be about six foot six, six foot eight, or so built like a statue of one of the gods sitting there dressed in not much aside from uh, a bandolier covering his scarred bare chest and um, a pair uh, kind of like a furred kilt beneath him he's sitting there with an entire amphora of wine in front of him just drinking directly out of it his skin is roughly the color of, um, I would say roughly the color of, like, ashen marble. And his head is shaved on both sides, leaving only a, a braided mohawk dangling down to the center of his back. Yo, I'll take him. Take him on. You sure about this? Yeah. Okay. Krog versus Talthrum. Hmm. This is going to be a fun night. You think a lot of people bet against me? Yeah. I think they will. Nice. No offense. I think I might. <laughs> well, it's up to you. This guy fought last night when you weren't here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took out Vald and Ledger. Hmm. Just know what you're getting into, okay, kid? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Meanwhile, elsewhere in the city, the sound of the speakeasy fades away and is replaced by the sound of heavy machinery. Clang, 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 clang. <clears throat> A dwarf wanders a line of industrial machinery. The foundry's working hard today. Molten metal pours in orange-white ingots an orange, pardon me, an orange-white rivers down in to these molds where they're being shaped 
into the concave sides of a cannon. Dozens and dozens of these things. While in the center of the floor, a mechanical creature <laughs> that looks roughly like a cherry picker on 30 foot high chicken stilts wanders between the foundry bits. A halfling up top, riding in its compartment, looking around. We're looking good over here. We're looking good. Bring up the heat on numbers 12. Number 12. Veritrix, are you listening? I need number 12 up. You're muted. <laughs> Obviously I'm listening. Hold up a second. We don't have a second. Our temperature's <sighs> dropping. Not anymore, it's not. Ah, there we go. That a girl. Okay. Veritrix, pa pass that off to Patty and head over to your station. I think that he's had enough of his lunch break. Sounds good. She'll trundle off. She'll toddle off. Now, what 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 are you specifically working on this time of day? And as you turn around, what how are what do you look like? How is Veritrix dressed? Um. Uh, so, when she's at work, she'll probably just be in. Um, just an overall like brown leather, um, like like overall mm -hmm. type thing with or like like apron. Mm -hmm. Um, very very industrial. Um, so that that way she doesn't get wrecked at work. Um, so to describe her, mm -hmm. she is all of three foot two and thirty pounds. She's twenty five. Um, and she's, she's got a little bit of a tan going. She's got long black hair. Um, she's very, very slight. So she, she's very, she's very, very slim build. Um, and at, I guess at the moment she'd be working primarily, um, I, I guess, yeah, I guess, you know, help, uh, just building weapons. Okay. As you head over to supervise your station, uh, one of your co-workers will sidle up next to you. It's another halfling like yourself. She's a bit younger than you. Just past the age of majority where she can come and work in the foundry. She sidles up next to you. Her name's Anka, you think? She's quite a cute little stout halfling. Still getting used to having to wear shoes inside of the foundry. Her long brown hair tied up in a tight bun at the base of her scalp. Her face is freckled from days working in the sun when she used to be a farmer with her family. Before the... Oh. <laughs> before Duchesne expanded. Hey! Um, What's up? Well, I'm on your station today. Um, and I was wondering, uh, what are you doing tonight? Oh, probably nothing. I I generally just go home and practice some of my some of my my own my own talents. Some of your own. That sounds sexual. Surprisingly, surprisingly enough, it's not. But I mean, it always can be. Okay. Um, what, what about you? What are you doing? I was going to see if you wanted to go out tonight, but if you're taking care of yourself, then, um, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, so, uh, um, I've got, 
I have an inn at uh there's gonna there's a fight ring. Ooh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, down in the low parts. Mm. So uh I was thinking of going tonight. Um it's real speakeasy. They've actually even got a bunch of um a bunch of tinctures and other things coming out of uh out of Port Echidna. Ooh, that does sound fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the weekend coming up, right? So, like, I figure we yeah. get a little blitzed, we have some fun. And, uh, you know, I don't want to go by myself, though, and you know the city better than I do. That, that's true. Yeah, I'd love to take you. Which, which place, uh, where is it being held? It's this place called, um, called The Butchery. Oh, I know that place. Do you? Yeah. I've been got, there before. I got the password for tonight. Oh, fantastic. Crux, what do you think about that? A little, a little mechanical rabbit flies in, you know, flies up beside her and just kind of nods its, and you know, kind of looks and nods its head and you know, kind of, you know, uh, hovers, a, hovers a few feet away. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to join. So are we going out right after work, or? Um, yeah, like a little. Um, so it doesn't actually like the the fun stuff doesn't start until about eight, and we're off at six. So I was thinking, go get cleaned up and then head out. Mm, my house is actually on the way. Okay. Um. Yeah, I can. I can get. I, I've got most of my stuff in my locker, so I should be able to clean up. And um, I, I guess I could probably just give myself like a towel bath at your place. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, everything I have would fit you, anyways. So. It's true. You could always just get ready. Mm-hmm. Hey, enough talking down there. I need you back on the line. We're working, okay? We can talk and work. It makes us more productive. Mm-hmm. Anyways, super excited for tonight. That it's going to be a, like lot, a lot, of lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. From one of the magic mouths that's installed above the front door, you will hear... Attention. Attention. Production has slowed. Please increase production by 30% by end of day. Thank you for your service. Veritrix Soulstar, please report to administration. Ugh, not again. I'll, I'll take care of this, okay? Thank you. Do you head that direction? I'll head that direction. Now, nothing is more looming than the looming hole surrounding a tiefling. Oh, pardon me, just surrounding a tiefling. Surrounding a halfling. Too many lings. Um, and as you head down the, the, the hallway with that, it's, it's like going to the principal's office every time. <laughs> These large, dark, looming hallways around you. The columns holding up the immense roof the low rumble of the magical energy being poured into the Magitech. The administration office is directly in front of you. Do you just open the door? Yep. Okay. As you do, you will see that the the head the chief administrator of this foundry a, uh, a human man named Falcon uh, is sitting behind his desk um, 
Actually, he's standing behind his desk, which is rather unusual. There are two chairs sat in front. One of them doesn't match the other. It looks like a more comfortable chair had been brought in. And in it, you will see a man, human as well. Now, Falcon is um, what you would think of a typical blacksmith. Ruddy beard that's been trimmed by a barber some weeks ago. Dark, streaked with silver. Honestly, not much taller than a dwarf at about five foot four. He's a big, thick, well, he's a short, thick, sturdy man. But the one who's sitting in the chair turns and looks at you. And he's a man in his late 40s, early 50s. His hair's blonde, beginning to go sandy, almost silver. His face is long, regal, a tan to his pale skin. He's wearing the garb of a military wizard. And medals that give him, well, you don't know the military very well, but at least the rank of major, if not higher. Uh, Fairtrix, um, <clears throat> Falcon says, uh, come in, grab a seat. Gladly, sir. And she'll hop up on, uh, hop up and, and take a seat. Um, uh, so I, um, you, you should, uh, uh, he keeps ca casting nervous glances to the man in the chair who sits with his hands crossed on top of his knees, which are also crossed on his hands are smooth white leather gloves. He seems to be enjoying the man's awkwardness. Um, well, this, uh, this here is, uh, is Lord Merovic. Uh, he has some words he'd like to speak with you. Lord Merovic, it's very good to meet you. The pleasure is mine. If I understand correctly, your family, uh, Miss Soulstar, are astronomers. Yes, and we also plot the skyship routes and a lot of the main caravan routes um, for both uh, land and sea. You are something of a, um, an artificer, are you not? Yes, I am. And at that point, Crux, uh, the, little, the little flying bunny, will make an appearance. Be like, yeah, oh. this is this is Crux. I made him. Hmm. How cute. Well, I have uh, I have a question for you. How how much do you know about telescopes? a great deal. What do you need to know? It's not what I need to know. It's what I need to have done. The Grand Telescope in Terra now has something occurred. A small earthquake knocked some of its lenses out of alignment and we have no one in the field presently who's not engaged in infantry who knows how to fix them. I was heading through this area and remembered that there were some soul stars here at one point, and I have heard enough about your family that I was hoping to have you sent down there to fix them. I would be honored, sir. That Good. sounds like a fantastic assignment. Good. Uh, you'll receive whatever pay you would have made here, plus double, as well as travel expenses. Ooh, lovely. Hmm. Uh, I think we need to have it back up and running soon. So I will have a ticket purchased for you, and we'll say 
two days hence. Fantastic. So you'll have all of tomorrow to settle your affairs before you head out. It's a long voyage. Terra Nile is almost 3,000 miles away. Have you ever been that far? Well, I mean, I, I came from Asia, the Asia base. Um, <laughs> so that's, a, that, that's actually a pretty good distance away as well, as you know, of course. Taranel is um, still <laughs> adapting to governance. Mm. Yeah, they'll they'll get it eventually. Uh, do keep a list of any hazards you come across. Oh we yes, for sure. We'll of course be doing hazard pay. Hmm. You'll probably be gone at least a month. Oh, a month! I can't spare her that long. I mean, she's just too valuable. Somehow I feel that you'll manage. Y yes, sir. I've been meaning to push up Hugh, see if he could do it. Yes, good. So, is this acceptable? Yes, sir. Very much so. Be better than sticking around one of these foundries. What's the most <laughs> interesting thing that you've made here, besides your friend? Oh, nothing much, really. It's just I enjoy working with my hands, and so it's it gives me a really fun excuse to to do something I really enjoy and actually get paid for it. <laughs> well, this time you'll be able to do something <laughs> that runs in your blood. Sounds lovely, sir. I look forward to hearing your success. <clears throat> what is your address? He'll give him. And he, as he says that, he'll open his notebook and a pen will fly out of his pocket and begin writing down the address for him. Good. I'll make sure the arrangements have been made. Your tickets are already waiting for you at the station. Perfect. Well, if you excuse me, I have dinner plans. And Enjoy. do keep all keep all of your receipts. <laughs> of course. As you were, Falcon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he will turn and leave. I uh. Well, you better be get back there and work double, because you go to make up for a, a, a month's absence. Well, if I work double, are you going to pay me double? I'll pay you hourly. <laughs> Don't be getting yourself killed out there, all right? I won't. I'll be sure of it. I like this place too much. <laughs> I mean... At this rate, try to be back as soon as you can. We got the new contracts in for the drop ships. I know you were excited about those. I saw your face when we announced it at the meeting. Yes, I really am. Tell you what, I'm sure this assignment's gonna take nowhere near a month for me to do. So, good. I'm sure I'll be back in a couple weeks. I'll keep your place on the line then. Mm hmm. 
Uh, well, you've still got an hour of work, so uh, yes. uh, be seeing you. Yes, for sure. If you need anything else, you know where to find me. I do. Come on, Crux. Let's go back to work. Rabbit noise, rabbit noise. <laughs> and she'll prance back down the hallway and okay. go back and just go right back to work. Sounds good. Now, night falls. Dinner occurs. and Someone deep in one of the towers of the Imperial Science Academy. How do you begin your evenings, Ivy? Uh, you're muted right now. Yep. It's been a while. <laughs> um, well, I think she starts off with um, some basic kind of stretches, kind of limber up for the evening. She um, will do some, you know, push-ups, kind of get the blood flowing, kind of loosen up okay. her muscles. Doing pull-ups? Yeah, exactly. Now, the inside of your bedroom here at the Academy is not, not that much of a bedroom, really. Anyone approaching it from a distance down the long, circling hallways with your name carved on the steel door. The privacy voided by the steel mesh window that can be looked through, revealing the silhouette on the other side. Your room would be more akin to a cell for anyone else who would walk through here. A scant ten foot by four foot, enough for a bed, a bar, and a place to keep a few belongings. As you continue to do chin-ups by the door, feeling the pull and stretch of your muscle, you'll hear footsteps coming down the hall. They stop in front of your door, and a familiar silhouette stands in front. Two, in fact. Dr. Volturas and his assistant, Dr. Muria Pryor. Dr. Volturas is a man of average height, reaching into his late 40s. He wears his hair dark and slicked back and short. He has a simple beard that trails the line of his jawline and creeps just up around the edges of his mouth. The mustache is shaved off, giving him a, a slightly a stark appearance. He looks into your room, his glasses reflecting in the candle light, pardon me, in the, uh, in the light of the orbs that line the hallway outside. <clears throat> Ivy. Doctor. You're working tonight. Am I? Great. What's the mission? We have an escape. Ooh. What is going on with my camera? I don't know. You're glitching. I, uh, yeah. That's weird. That is your very voice was odd. too sultry. Have to glitch the camera. All right. Um. Yeah. Now I'm gone. All right. Camera. Why? Yeah. 
like. Okay, Winter, Winter's camera. Yeah. Okay, unplug it and then plug it back in. Yeah, no, I just did it. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. Why? I literally, for like an hour, I've just been sitting doing nothing, and now it's my turn to go in. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. It's okay. <laughs> the chat. The chat is saying you hellishly rebuked. You rebuked your uh, hellish rebuked your your camera. Uh, I did. Can you? I was just too sultry. That's <laughs> true. Also, thanks everybody for enjoying the build up. It does. First episodes take a while. Mm-hmm. This has been fantastic so far. I've, I've been so this. excited. I've, I've been. <laughs> oh my god. I've actually been filling my notebook with all my information that I needed to have down in the notebook while listening, and this has just been so entertaining. Uh, it's yeah, giving me real faint looks now. Oh come on, why? Uh, oh, can no. you can you pop it on? Um, can you pop it on your? Does your lap? Your oh, lap there on? we go. Okay, I can loan you. So I have Mike's old webcam that I can loan you right now because Mike's Mike and I swapped webcams. So after mm-hmm. this game, I can give it to you as a backup just in case. Okay, cool. Okay. Yes, my camera did fail at save. It did. Okay. We have an escape. Mm-hmm. Were you ever acquainted with nineteen? I don't. I don't believe so. It was one of. Um, well, not one of my projects. Escaped last night. Killed one of the research interns. I believe it's prowling the low town. The low town, you say? Keep your <gasps> eyes out for it. Feline in shape. The size of a panther. Should be no problem. How much do you know about displacer beasts? Only what you've taught me. At least 40% of its DNA is displacer beast. The rest is a mishmash. A little bit of frogemoth. A touch of blink dog. It's probably what the problem was. Hmm. <laughs> you can't mix hateful genes. Isn't that right, V? He turns over his shoulder, and a set of footprints that you hadn't heard. Now, echo a few feet away as a tall woman, much like yourself actually, leans away from the wall and approaches. What does V look like? Well, V is kind of similar yeah sorry she's a tiefling like you what color is her skin her skin is more kind of uh i'd say wine burgundy kind of just kind of more red but like slightly purpley tones to it but more like on the red red uh okay like wine red spectrum one one horn rises out of her forehead and twists around kind of coming across the center but it looks like the other never grew correctly she looks at you with pale eyes what do you look like? Um, so Ivy is a mainly pale skinned tiefling. She has dark purple hair, dark curling ram shaped horns, and her tail that she has uh, starts off kind of her pale skin, but then kind of 
ombres out to the nice dark kind of purple to match her colored hair. Mm-hmm. She's five eight, um, muscular but slim build. She wears a corset and some light pants and high um, thigh high leather boots, and she always has her belt with dagger on her and carries a scimitar. She's very similar to you in many ways. Um, very lithe, very muscular. Uh, she does not have a tail. Um, but you also know that her hands are slightly different than yours. Uh, whereas you... Do you wear gloves? Because she does. No. Mm. She wears gloves like... Um, I'm trying to think of the exact style... A number of knights used to wear them, but they're more like mittens, where a center seam is sewed down the middle fingers, creating a a pocket of three large fingers. And the one time you've seen her without a pair of gloves, that is not for style. Her index ring, oh, pardon me, her index middle and ring and pinky fingers are fused into just two of four on both hands. Then she approaches. I can take this thing out too. No. You will need it elsewhere. I can take care of this before she can and still do my own job. <laughs> really, V? You're getting I don't soft. Think you I'm not soft. You're getting soft. I'm getting better every day. We'll see about that. We shall. Healthy competition is good. Do not let it cloud your judgment or get in the way, or you'll both be punished. Yes, Doctor. Yes, Doctor. V, you have your mission. Go. Good luck, sis. Don't mess it up, sis. And she turns and begins to strut up toward the exit. I need you to take this down as quickly as possible. We believe it is circulating around an area in Lowtown known as... What is it? The woman to his right clears her throat and reaches in uh, to her satchel. Pryor is younger, about 30, with the whole of her life ahead of her. Her hair is blonde and falls in ringlets that are cut at chin length and bob around her face. She wears makeup, one of the few scientists here that bothers to. You think probably because she's trying to impress someone. It's around a place known as the Butchery. Fitting. (laughs) Don't you think, Doctor? Quite. Can you take care of this? Why, of course, Doctor. It's what I do. Good. Do not disappoint me. 
Have I yet? Not yet. I look forward to seeing you continue that record. As do I. Then I'll leave you be. I expect its head returned to the Institute by dawn. As you wish, Doctor. Hmm. It shall be done. And he will turn and head deeper into the corkscrewing tunnels of the Institute. What do you do? Uh, I think Ivy will gather up her crossbow and start kind of preparing to go and uh, go hunting. All right. You've got a hunt ahead of you. And uh, with that, actually, as you begin to head out into the crisp night air, I think it's actually time to take a little break. So, hey guys, we'll be right back. Hi there! Have too much money? Looking to give some away? Did you know that Dorktales has a Patreon? You can go to patreon.com dorktales and give money for exclusive perks like exclusive podcasts, warm fuzzy feelings in the cockles of your heart, shoutouts at the end of podcasts, and more! To learn more about how to help Dorktales, go to patreon.com dorktales. End of ad! Welcome back to the Reign of Emrys, here on Dorktales. You get dressed, head down. The bath is long and luxurious beforehand, and both you and Lydon. Lydon? Still getting used because it's spelled completely differently. Lydon. Oh, you even put it in your. You even put it in your. I Zoom. did. Okay. You can see the pronunciation right there. Okay. <laughs> you both have your baths. Dress yourselves and head down. Lydon, this is the first time you've ever taken a bath and had an attendant. Your friend Katya, the green-scaled dragonborn, sits next to um, sits next to the tub. It's the smaller one in the upstairs bathrooms, still inlaid in marble and beautiful, beautiful sculptures of some of the lesser gods surround the edge. Did you have a good time out in uh, out in the the far provinces? Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. It was different. You seem distracted. What's wrong? Uh, oh. Just... Getting used to everything, I guess. It's good, though. You've had your quickening. Mm. And you've been elevated down into, you know, a person of real status. We'll see how that goes. It's one thing for it to be said, another thing for it to become reality. Well, I was actually hoping, um, did, did you like Zetrovia? Or Zetrov, when you went down to, to pick up the mistress? It was cold. It was alright, I, but I don't, I don't think I'd want to stay. Why? 
Well, um, I was wondering if you have some time with, with his lordship, you could maybe put in a word that having another, um, uh, another spellcaster around the house might be a good idea, because hmm. I, I've been reading in my spare time when I've been allowed, and I'd really like to, um, I'd like to go and study. Make myself a little more useful than just, you know, the cooking and the cleaning. It was either that or the church, and to be honest, I've never really felt that much of a touch of the divine, even though we were raised in the... Mm. But magic, that's something I can get behind. Would probably be useful for the household, yeah. I'll see if I can... Well, I don't know if I could say anything, really, but... I mean, you're perhaps... his, his daughter's agent. Hmm. Right. Right. <clears throat> oh, speaking of which, dinner's almost ready. We should probably get you out and do your hair. Mm. I mean, yeah. Thanks. Happy to help, my lady. Mm. None of that. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. Don't do it. I don't well, like it's it. true. You're my lady now. Just saying. <clears throat> Just saying. Mm. <laughs> it's good to have you back, Leiden. Hmm. You always were the best of us. Hmm. And you get dressed and head down. The dining hall is opulent. The walls are covered in gold leaf wallpaper. It's lit by actual candles, giving the room a bit of warmth. The walls have been folded away on one side. The paneling, yawning open to reveal a veranda on the other side. A, a beautiful terrace that leans out over the edge of Duchesne's waterfalls. The sound of the roar in the distance is pleasant, and a sea foam mist rises up into the early twilight. Well, a woman's voice says as you enter, sitting at the far end of the table. Right on time. Mm. <laughs> As you both enter the room, your mother stands up, Claudette, and comes to greet you. She's a lovely woman who looks more or less like a slightly older version of you, with her hair a bit more goldish. Well, it was at one point and a bit longer, as is the fashion for women of her age, dressed in an elegant but comfortable evening gown. She approaches, gives you a brisk hug and a kiss on both cheeks, and then turns and gives you the perfunctory kiss next to both cheeks, Leiden. Mm. Welcome back. And of course, you remember your uncle. She turns, and you see that your father is seated at the, seated at the table. Uh, but across from him, actually, his back facing you, a man turns around. His hair is blonde, turning steel gray. His face is square with a prominent chin and lines beginning to etch themselves into his flesh. Uh, for all intents and purposes, he's played by Jeremy Irons. <laughs> well, Miss Claudette, you've grown quite a bit. 
Mm, excuse me. And he'll stand up and bow uh, deeply at the waist. Mm. And uh, Agent Leiden. 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 I never could get the provincial names correct. Leiden. I won't make that mistake again. It's good to see you. Please. Um, shall we eat? Of course. Um, Claudette will like return the greetings, obviously. Mm-hmm. All right. What was the uncle's name again? The uncle's name is Lord Virgil. Merovic. Uh, and Merovic is that? Uh, M-E-R-O-V-E-C-H. Merovic. All right. So. So tonight, uh, you are dining on a number of things. Let's see. An appetizer is a special type of mushroom. Shiitake mushroom drippings with a side of uh, fresh crafted walnut. Ragu. Followed by a cheese dish. Gruyere and brie. Tossed with um, Dionysian jam. Then, of course... Uh, a Tunznian milk cheese, which is more of a drinking cheese than anything, uh, before the main course, which is um, has been made in honor of uh, your return and uh, Lord Maravik, which is a, uh, a Crimean death cap stroganoff in a melange of sweet gravy. Something very Zetrovian. Um, it's actually quite truffled and has, uh, and by truffle, I mean mushroom truffled in that case, uh, a very fragrant, pungent taste to it. Uh, very savory. Is it at all familiar? Um, it feels like a fancier version of the type of stroganoffs that they would serve. Uh, it's on handmade egg noodles, um, that are, are just exquisitely, exquisitely made, uh, by the chef. But of course the chef... You've had the same chef since you were a child. They always do a fantastic job. Hmm. So, uh, it's good to have you home, Virgil. It's good to be home. Yeah. On the way home. And how did you find, uh, Zetrovia? Oh, um... It was lovely. It was very different. Hmm. Yeah. I learned so much. Hmm. Such as? Oh, well, um, my mentor focused on, um, one sec, sorry, I'm finding that page. <laughs> uh, mainly, um, necromancy and evocation. Uh, hmm. I find most of the spells in my book are more evocation-based. With a smattering of <laughs> necromancy and some illusion. You know, I'm a bit of an evoker myself. It's quite fun. I've dabbled in necromancy as well. And you... 
You join the cloth wholeheartedly. I see you wearing the sphere of the orphan. That's right. Are you planning to attend the games? Worship in his honor? I... Probably not. Such a pity. Well, in that case, I do... Did not want to uh, to do this directly at the table, but uh, Crispin, would you mind? Uh, no, not at all. Go ahead. Um, whatever you feel is appropriate. Right, dear? Your mother gives him a bit of a look. You can tell that she's not entirely easy around Virgil. One of your dad's old war buddies. It's not really her thing. Well, in that case... Giles! With that, a, a tall man who looks like he's of Cataganian stock. Tall, kind of um, uh, pale skin, enough that you can kind of see a little bit of the veining around his chest where his shirt is open-topped. Uh, with a series of brands in dark red in an intricate pattern along his collarbone line. Slave marks. They're visible. He approaches, dressed in decent finery, actually, and you've maybe even met Giles before. He served um, your uncle for quite some time. In his hand, he's carrying a velvet-wrapped package. It's about, about the length of a sword. I thought that you could probably benefit from this. And with that, Giles will hand over the package. Um, Claudette will take it. And... Claudette, your mother says, as you try to open it. Oh, dear, come on. It's a present. She's home. Go on. He's just gonna go for it then. <laughs> uh, as you open it, there is a very ornate rapier inside of it. But not just a, an ornate rapier. It's a rapier built in the fashion of Imperial Magitek. It has a loading slot. This is a potentially, if you get the cartridges for it, a magically fueled weapon. Unlike your own, which is just a nice blade. She's going to kind of like bounce in place a little bit, just out mm -hmm. of excitement. <laughs> oh, it's so lovely. It is. It's one of the new models that we're testing with some flourishes for a present. And of course, it doesn't have any charges at the moment, but uh, I figure that once you start doing some work for the state... You'll be able to uh, acquire as many of those as you'd like. So exciting. Thank you. Now, of course, it needs a name. Ooh. Do you have any suggestions? Well. I don't know. I've never had to name one before. How about Vigilance? Sounds good. <laughs> After Uncle Virgil. Hmm. 
I'm sorry I didn't bring you much of anything, but um, I suppose it's only fair. Giles, um, a purse, please. The servant will approach and will offer you a velvet pouch that clangs and jingles. A gift, my lady. Oh, oh. thank you. She'll accept it. It is a pouch full of 15 gold. Sweet. Thank you. Hmm. Please buy yourself something nice. A dress, uh, some truffles. <laughs> it was very difficult bringing those things with me. They're actually contraband, you know. What is, your mother says? The, the sword, unfortunately. It's a prototype still. Mm-hmm. Well, dinner was lovely. I think I'll retire early tonight. And uh, she'll stand up, and the men will stand up when she does. Claudette will get up and, like, go and um, give her mother a hug and, like, a... Do not become incorrigible like your brother. She'll kind of, like, fingers behind her mother's back. I'll try. Okay. And uh, as you, uh, as she departs the room, they will sit back down again. Hmm. Crispin. Yes, my friend. Do you still have that bottle of, uh, what is it, the, uh, the, the Dionysian Red? That we picked up, uh, we picked up from those pirates that one time. I think I do, actually, yes. Would you mind? I haven't had any, uh, any good wine in a while. It's the problem with the, being in the front lines. You get to swill and rum and brandy, and that's about all. Sure, I can go get that. Would, uh, how many glasses should I bring? Your father looks around the table at both of you. Four glasses it is. And he gets up and departs the table, leaving you alone with your uncle. As soon as the door shuts, I have a request of you. One that your parents probably wouldn't appreciate. Your brother didn't want to put so in the letter. But one of his friends passed in battle, one of his comrades on the front lines. Mm, that's awful. Yes. Um, a young man named, um, named Calco. He had family in town. Mm. Your brother asked that I pass this along and that you go and um, give condolences and um, this, and he'll reach into his uh, 
Actually, he'll reach over and Giles will hand him a scroll. Which, given by the seal on it, you know is the Imperial Writ of Death. It entitles a pensioner uh, to a portion of uh, of the deceased soldier's wages for a period of time. And also is just one of, it's basically the folded flag. But um, this is like the first step into achieving those things. Right. Leiden will step forward and accept it. Good. Normally I would do this myself, but seeing that you're now an agent of... Uh, an agent of the Empire, fully endowed with an agent of your own. This should be very easy. Plus, it's good for you to get out and experience the world. This was an infantryman. Commonborn. Okay. You'll be going to the Low Town. I've been there before. <laughs> well, I won't tell. Good. You... You are looking for a man. <laughs> well, sort of. You're looking for a man named Milos. Dirk Milos. Is it Dirk or Dirk A? Caitlin. Okay, I was like, it's been a while. Uh, Dirk. It's Dirk, okay. okay. Yeah. The E was throwing me. Oh, Dirk. yeah. Um, He's been known to frequent a place called the Butchery. The Butchery. What do we know about the Butchery? Uh, you can make me a, um, make me an intelligence roll to see. Actually, you know what? Make me a charisma roll. To see oh, if you would have if you would have spoken to someone or hung out with people. Sure. What was the first rule of the night we look? Person's name. I, I wouldn't want to make a mistake. The person's main name was Calco Milos. Calco. So if it's just. So it's charisma. Yep. Because streetwise isn't a skill on this, so. Nope. Um. Let's see. It's just. I'm going to use my uh, determination. My, uh, determination. All so right, there you go. Be a plus two to make that a twelve. A twelve? Um, yeah, <laughs> you have heard of it. It's it's a just barely. You know, it's a speakeasy. You don't know what the password is, but it's a speakeasy in the uh, on the north side of town. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of in the place called Low Town that is um, known for its gambling and fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know about this actually through your contacts at the church, because. Yeah clerics of the orphan often go there um the the orphan is a god of many things the orphan is a god of death a god of life and also a god of sports uh the orphan his symbol is actually uh one of his symbols is a skull inside of a ball like Mm. like basically like almost like a haloed skull Mm. um he's particularly well known in death sports uh, like the Coliseum, uh, particularly the matches where people actually die, not just the exhibition matches, which are the majority of them. Guys, just yeah. putting that out there. I hate that about Coliseums. People always get that wrong. Gladiators didn't die very often. They were too expensive. That makes sense. Um, but um, he is, yeah, a god basically uh, of, of like sporting entertainment as well, at least in Emery's. 
And uh, so, yeah, you are you know of this place. Would you mind getting there? I prefer it be tonight. Okay, you get to distract Mama though. Oh, no worries. Once I get a couple of glasses of that red into your father, (laughs) he'll be enough of a distraction on his own. Uncle. I know what I'm talking about. Are you looking for some excitement after this? Come talk to me. Both of you. There's several missions that I could have you um, have you take care of. If you're ready to start immediately. Of course. Good. I was worried. I know that there is, um... Miss, um... Lady... Lady Banus. Benus? Benus? Mina. Was also uh, a recent graduate from the school as well, right? Mina Banus? Mina Banis, I don't know how you pronounce it. B E Ben A S. It's your character, Christine. It's your rival. Oh, that one. Okay, sorry, I forgot. I hadn't. I'd written down the friends. I was like, wait, that's not a friend. Which one is that? No, Shit. it's 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 jerk. <laughs> jerk face. Is it is it Benes? Um, I'm gonna add an I into it so it doesn't sound I'm like gonna penis. Go quickly read it again. <laughs> Banis. I think Benes. Yes. Ben S. Okay. Ben S. Okay, I'll add an E on the end. I hear that Miss uh, Miss Lady Mina Benes is also a recent graduate back. I imagine she'd be ready to go fairly soon. I already said I could do it. Well, good, because... And the door will open again. Not only found the red, but four glasses. What do you know? <laughs> Ooh, Dusty. Girls, did I tell you how we found this? Well, found. So, there we were, out on the Dionysian Sea. And, um, all of a sudden, this tentacle beast what was it called? It wasn't a kraken, it was like a kraken's little brother. A crackette? Yeah, sure, a crackette. A crackette rose up from the sea, uh, being ridden by an honest-to-God triton warlord. Well... Little did he know that we were testing out one of the new steamships that came out. The the ones 20 years ago, the, the Model X line. Model V. Yes, Model V. No, it wasn't the Model V. It was the Model... Why? No, it was the Model X for sure, because... You're just having me on. I am having you on. <laughs> okay, anyway. He pops the cork. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And, um... So, anyway... What he didn't expect when he pulled the ship under was that it was also partially submersible. We lost a couple of sailors off the side, luckily recovered all but one, and uh, he pulled us down into the watery depths of this little fortress he'd built off the coast, the the bottom of an atoll, actually. And uh, this atoll had all sorts of air pockets and was basically an underwater cavern system built into a lair. Uh, He thought we'd all drowned. So, surprise, when uh, he and his men pried open the side of the ship in an air pocket, (laughs) 
<laughs> and me, your uncle, and 22 of the best sailors that were accompanying us on the voyage jump out and, um... I mean, you're a... You're a grown woman now. We, um, killed a lot of them. Um... <laughs> it was, uh... Sounds exciting. Actually, that, um... The upstairs bathroom, some of the, uh... Some of the ornate, uh... Statues up there were taken from the horde. Uh, the, uh... The guest bathroom. The, uh... The statue of Ophion, god of pleasure, taken from that horde. Mm. Hmm. Well, we did more than that. Your father spares you the gruesome details. They were pirates, so we did what we had to. We took them. We attached them to what remained of the mast of our ship by nail and rope. And uh, we drove them back to Emery's, crucifying them in the sun. <laughs> and we didn't call. have pirates for almost two years. Mm. At least along that route. You should be glad Mama went to bed. Yes, well, I think we should tell some more stories. And drink some more wine. What do you say? I think that's a great idea. To my daughter. And I suppose my, um, my surrogate daughter. Congratulations. Thank you. May your days be long. <laughs> and your victories bring woe to the conquered. <laughs> Bevictus. And uh, they will they will drink for a moment. Um, as you have the wine poured in front of you, uh, it is a spicy wine. It burns on the way down and has been fortified with. Mm, you're not a hundred percent sure, <laughs> but it is it is fire. Uh, Claudette's just gonna sip it. It okay. you are going to feel it's almost has like that slight feeling of like habaneros as you put it to your lips, where you're gonna feel your lips begin to plump slightly. Leiden will probably have like a single sip after, um, like, and then put it down. Well, your parent or your your uncle and father tell stories for another minute before your uncle gives you the look. Uh, oh, um, do excuse me. I have some more stuff to unpack and put away. Of course, you you gotta be tired, right? You're tired. They're always tired. Women, right? <laughs> More drinking for us. Cheers. Oh, oh, slow down. Slow down, Virgil. I just, I need to, I still have a, and your uncle starts topping his glass up the rest of the way. <sighs> and I will just walk out. <laughs> You've lost your touch not being in the military. We will give a nod, like a bow good night, and then just scurry after Claudette. All right. Closing the door quietly behind us. <laughs> and you have an adventure ahead of you. My first official one. Official, unofficial. Official, official. Meanwhile, Ivy, 
The streets are dark as you head out through town. There's a low mist clinging to the ground of Lowtown. Dark is truly settled around town. It's about eight o'clock now. Here in the um the actually wait, you're in you're in the southern hemisphere, so this would be is it spring or fall right now? The, right now it'd be summer. No, 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 like well, right now in our world, but in this world, is it spring or fall? I'm asking you. Me? Yeah, is it spring or fall? Oh, okay. I'm it's, giving you power. Uh, power what is power uh let's do fall so is it southern fall or northern fall because they're inverted that's right it is southern fall okay so it's spring whatever anyway it's getting dark early right now so it's fall uh it's fall fall okay it's so, fall fall so it's it's, fall, fall. it's it's springtime and springtime in Toulousia, okay okay that's what you're trying to get at okay well because there's the equator kind of the equator yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, off yeah, yeah, center yeah. on Sorry, this world yeah. anyway yes. but uh so it's a crisp fall of evening as uh as you stroll through town you can hear the cable cars swinging overhead taking people to various parts of the city people are out in force it's well it's a celebration night the weekend for most what we would consider a Friday. Everyone is off having a good time. The streets are not packed, but definitely not empty. As people sway back and forth, carrying bottles of wine, amphoras under their coats, smoking freshly rolled cigarettes with, well, smuggled, uh, smuggled tobacco from some of the Northlands. What are you doing? I think um, she'll start heading towards the the last known location of where they said they might she might find. Okay, can you make me a survival roll to do some tracking? Yes, I, I get. I can I use my hunter's bane is it a faith uh, i have advantage on survival checks to track fae fiends or undead uh this is technically part fae so i'll allow it sweet i'm surprised the monstrosities aren't on there though yeah yeah what i Hmm. i'll 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 double check where i you know no no it's fine copy but um, there there is a splash of fae in them so cool Science experiments mean that I can mess around with creature types. So hey, mm-hmm. cool. Alrighty, let's go. New dice. Okay, okay, that's fine. Um, and let me find my. In the distance, a dog barks. Thanks, Charlie. Survival, he said. Charlie added the sound effects. Hey, Charlie. Um, sixteen. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. So what does your bonus do? Actually, can I, can I use my determination to make a 19? Or um, no, my first is not three. It would be uh, 18, right? Yes. Uh, if you want to, yes. Sweet. I will use that then. So it's an 18. So real quick, though, uh, question. Yes. What does that thing do, the power you the hunter's bane? Because I've never played, I've never used a blood hunter before in game. So I've become curious. Um, it's just, it's just a, one of the, like, things that you give to 
what does it do? To track fey, it just give you give advantage on wisdom checks to track fey. Okay, so it gives you it gave you advantage. Okay, so you rolled with yeah. advantage. Yes, okay. yes, I did. Sorry. Okay. Yes. No, it's okay. I just learning new new learning new systems. Yes, yes, me too. <laughs> As you head out through the night, you are going to find this the faint trail. It comes in at first the bits of scratching along alleyways. And there, as you head down an alleyway, following just the... these marks in the in the brickwork, you see that it looks like there are, were some tracks around this area, like a leopard, running on th four legs. And then you lose them for a minute before backing up and seeing that it looked like the beast ran toward this alleyway quickly. And then it sprung up. You look up. <laughs> and uh, as you do, you see that it looks like the beast landed on one of the alley walls. And stalked up it. You can see prints running along the side of the wall 20 feet high. Pacing down the side of this brick alleyway. Do you follow the trail? Yes, uh, definitely keeping an active eye above me and like definitely listening and keeping a good uh, ears and eyes out. But yes, she follows. As you look around, the alleyway arcs around a blind corner up ahead. Before you reach it, can I get a perception roll? Yes. Do, do, do. Mm, actually, I need to take your pa all passive perception soon. That's going to okay. be a thing. But. Okay. All right. Perception. Is that on my new sheet? There it is. Okay. That's not great. <laughs> ah, it's a 13. A 13? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently she's not very perceptive. As you round the corner, you will, as soon as you turn the corner, you will smell it. Blood. A man lies in the middle of the alleyway around the blind corner. Large. Well-muscled. Dead. His throat ripped out. Parts underneath his tunic, which has been shredded. You see various organs missing, where they've been stripped out of his, out of his ribcage. His heart, at the very least. Do you investigate? Uh, yes. Can you make me... Uh, if you investigate the body, you can make me investigation. Cool. Sweet. Alright. Oh, no. That is no bueno. I, uh, <laughs> that is an eight. An eight? Yeah. So looking it over, it's too much of a mess for you to really make sense of it. But it looks like a wild animal leapt upon him and crashed him to the ground. He has a, a huge scratch mark down the side of his face. And 
It looks like it tore into him, ate a number of his organs. The inside is all pate now. Mm. But honestly, there's enough for like, there's enough of a gap in his chest cavity to raise sparrows, like a full nest inside of there worth of space. It looks like this is fairly recent. He's still not quite ambient temperature yet. In fact, this has probably been done in the last hour. And yet, as you look around, the body's obviously been disturbed. Do you check him over? Yes. Okay. Um, what you're going to see is the following things. Um, his face has been completely scratched up and his jaw has actually been pried open. You can see little chips of tooth on the ground where it looks like someone took a hammer to his teeth. Probably for gold or silver fillings. His pockets are empty. There are several places on his fingers that in the dark you can see are tanned around ring bands with no rings. Mm -hmm. Someone's picked him over pretty quickly. But as you take a look at him, you will see he does have one thing kind of jutting out of his pants pocket, uh, a rolled up piece of parchment. Do you take it? Yeah. As you unfurl it, you'll see that it's a fight advertisement. Come one, come all. Fight Doll the Destroyer. All bets taken, all faces breaking. And it has a, a flexing, grimacing version of the dead man sketched on it. Doll the Destroyer. More like Doll the Destroyed. Hmm. Tonight at the Butchery is written at the bottom. Guess you won't be fighting too many people tonight, will you there, Doll? Hmm. Given that this just ate, you probably have a little bit of time to kill. What do you do? Probably should go tell them uh, their prime fighter is uh, going to be missing in action. And uh, probably... You know the place fairly well. Yeah, she'll head over there. All right. And with that, the front doors will open wide and a pair of halfling girls will stride into the speakeasy, having given the name... The half-orc opens the door. All right, come on in. I mean, he squats down. Come on in, ladies. Thank you. Thanks for letting me make up, do my makeup at your place. Oh, no worries. I'm always available to help. <laughs> You're really helpful. <laughs> Thanks. Very well have changed into more that this. So what? she's wearing, you know, like a nice black corset with a blouse and a bit of a floofy skirt uh she is basically dressed in kind of like um like a leather like a leather what am i thinking of here like a leather not a sundress but you know like an a-line like a leather a-line number 
Mm, Kind of like like a slight leathery suede look, which is a little bit out of date, but looks quite good on a tiny halfling. She was complaining the entire time and washed her feet off and took her boots off and left them at your place, making sure to, uh, to gussy up the hair next to her toes and is happy to be walking barefoot again through town. Oh. Um, she, she'll have probably noticed that Very doesn't have any hair on her feet. And you, you wear boots, don't you? And she wears boots. Well, I don't know how you do that, really. Oh, I find it quite comfortable. It's because you're a city girl. <laughs> yeah, basically. If you grew up in the country like me, nobody wears shoes like that, except during threshing season. Oh, I see. I, I, I mostly grew up on a military base, so it's... Oh, some it's, military it, boots. It, it made it easy. Hmm. Uh, oh, Kelly? Yes. What, what was her name again? Uh, her name is... The one name that I forgot to write down. Uh, Anka. 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 Perfect. A-N-C-A. A-N-C-A. Perfect. Thank you. All right. As you walk in, the place is actually quite bussing, bustling. Even this lair of it, which kind of spreads out in a T-shape, more like an anchor shape from the front door where you see the rest of the tavern kind of expand at the back like a horn. And um, the bar runs along the length, and there are other bars located inside of this establishment. Uh, There are probably about 60 people just inside of this part of the room. Which means that being a halfling is very advantageous as you work your way through the crowd. Are you bringing weapons with you? Um, she'll have, uh, yeah, she'll have a, oh, what does she, what does she carry again? Um, yeah, she, she has a, a short sword. Okay. And, well, do you want to drink at the bar? Do I ever. I want right. to get lit. All right, come on, we're going to, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> the bar, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, that's it. And then, okay. Yeah, she's going to go up to the bar and... Order a oh. drink. Two. Hey, how you doing tonight? A tiefling Great. leans across the bar at you. Hey, very good to see you, my friend. <laughs> you too. Sal. Thought you I forgot? Are... Oh, I bet my name is on top of your lips like, uh... Oh. Well, if you play your cards right, maybe a lot of things. Maybe <laughs> like whiskey. If... More like if you play your cards right, honey. I always play my cards right, honey. <laughs> That's right. You usually do. Anyways, I'm I'm here with my very good friend, Anka, and we're looking for a couple of drinks tonight. What do you hmm. recommend? Uh, what I recommend is, uh, well, we got this new, uh, we got a whiskey that's coming out of the Dwarven Mountain Range, kind of near the crossroads. Ooh. I mean, the Causeway, the Causeway, Crossroads is the is the brand. Uh, so it's Crossroads Whiskey coming out of, uh, that Dwarven city there, the, the one with the gate. What's it called? Oh, yeah. Anyway. Good stuff. Pretty strong, though. I don't know if it's good for you, little girls. <laughs> Two fingers What's or good? three? <laughs> three, please. I know those What's good human... for you is good for me. Human fingers or halfling fingers? Oh, human fingers, of course. I don't know if I can handle three human fingers. Oh, One for her. We'll ease it in slow. And he'll turn and pour some drinks to you. 
Meanwhile, there's a man at the edge of the bar who is who is just chuckling a bit to himself, I think. Uh, Talfrin, describe yourself to Vary. <laughs> your, your fight's not for another half hour. Yeah, he's got some time. Um, so he is a rather tall, um, kind of really built, but still kind of strangely lanky, uh, blonde gentleman. He stands about 5'10". He is human. Uh, he wears glasses like this, and um, he is wearing, yeah, everything I'm wearing, basically. Although two gloves, I just, I hate wearing gloves. And yet you made them for your character. What? You made them on your character. It's great. Yes. Yeah. I hate wearing ties, so hey. Yeah, there we go. There That's we why go. I cheated. Um, <laughs> it's not too bad when they're like fingerless, though, and he does have fingerless gloves, so. Fair enough. Did that. Did that right. <laughs> All right. So, so is, is Talfrin laughing at the two little halflings? He's chuckling at the interaction a little bit, but he's looking over a little bit, you know, interested. Interestedly. Do you think that one's flirting with us? Or should, should we buy oh, him a drink? Oh, you mean the the tall, cute one? <laughs> well, if he's not going to flirt with us, we're going to flirt with him. Fairy? <laughs> I... <laughs> Is that, hey. look, I, I've only been in the city about a month. Is that how city girls do it? That's how I do it. Again, I, I grew up on a military base. Everything was fair game if you're, if you're a civilian contractor. <laughs> God, we won't be as tall as him if we stand on each other's shoulders. I mean, I'm only three foot two. And so I'm only three foot three. I bet his bicep weighs as much as me. So how's it going? <laughs> she 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 turns to Talfrin. Oh well, it's uh, it's gotten a lot better in the last few seconds. How are you? Oh, I'm always good, especially when I'm surrounded by nice people. Mm. Ready for a fun night here, Love lady? We're anything but nice. Your drink? <laughs> He's got but a point there. But you're always nice to me. And that's all I really care about. Hmm. Well, you're the right kind of people. Yeah, just, be just because I don't participate in the fights here, because, let's be real, I'd probably get squished. Although, I mean, there are some times that would be really nice. Although maybe not in that way all the time. Ooh, whatever you like. Hmm. Hmm. Anka, how's your drink? <laughs> uh, it's, uh... Good, isn't it? That's pretty good. <laughs> Still glad you invited me out tonight. Oh, good. So, sir, what brings you here tonight? I'm very, by the way. This is my friend Anka. Very, Anka. Nice to meet the both of you. Oh, I'm here to be in the fights. Oh, really? Yeah. I, uh, mm. pick it up every once in a while. I often win, but... Hmm, well... Hopefully you don't hurt that pretty face of yours. Oh, baby. It's all good. I'd hate for anything to happen to it. Oh. It's rugged. <laughs> I thought, uh, thought girls liked that. That's true. <laughs> well, let's have a drink. 
So, give me, give me a beer. Tall one. Absolutely. Beer for the lady. What kind do you want? You want halfling? You want uh, dwarf? Oh, want dwarf, please. Tell you what. Uh, I just got a batch of gold brewer select over from Toulouse. Oh, that sounds lovely. It's pretty good. It's a nice hearty ale. <laughs> Hill dwarves, they do it good, right? All right. Yeah, they, that's for sure. He pulls a bottle for you. Here you go. Yeah, tonight's going to be interesting. And with that, the doors will open. And you are going to see a tiefling enter. Robin, what do you do? The door opens for you, and as Ivy looks around the room, the half-orc looks you over. You recognize the half-orc. He always watches. Uh, watches the door here at night. You know two other people inside of this place. Uh, one's the bartender, who you know is Solarius, another tiefling. Um, and also, you have another friend who will be working inside of this place if the fights are happening. A hobgoblin, known as... Known as Arax. He's probably the one you'd want to talk to. You're muted. Yeah, yeah, I realized. And then I almost hit power off on my computer, so that was great. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh ivy will probably yeah, walk up to Arax and all right so evening okay go ahead oh sorry it's okay go ahead i'll say evening Arax. the the hobgoblin will turn to you and like look you over now he is he's quite a bit taller than you about six foot four uh dark red skin um kind of a slightly leonid face a broad lion-like nose and his hair pulled back into a tight bun at the base of his skull almost um almost kind of curled think like like um like the quaker oat man kind of haircut wearing yep. uh wearing actual breeches and turns to you hmm. are you even awesome. how are you doing all right you fighting tonight uh no, then I have uh, some unfortunate news. Hmm. She'll take the. That's my poster. least favorite kind of news. Yes. I uh, saw this fellow here a few blocks back. It's kind of missing a lot of him. And it, his face, and, you know, was dead, left on the street. Don't think he's going to be fighting tonight. See, that means I might have to advance my timetable. You sticking around to watch the fights tonight? <sighs> I've got a job, but I can probably stick around for a few rounds. There's going to be a good one coming up in about 20 minutes. Have you got the time? Yeah, yeah I've got the time. Tall, lanky guy over there. He's a Westlander. Coming in here is going to take on a Goliath. Hmm. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. I think the Goliath's going to beat his fucking face in. Yeah, you think so? I put my money on it. Hmm. Well, I always like an un I'd always like a underdog. I'll take your bet. 
Just between us. No, just between us. I mean, you put it on the bookie board. Yeah. It's up to you. Depends. What's the wager? Mm, giving him four to one odds against the kid. Ah, my favorite. What, kids? No. Odds. Yeah, it's good odds to watch a baby be spanked. Ah, oh, you never know. Children can surprise you. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's going to get squished. <laughs> well, then I guess I'll just take my money then. Now look, just, now look at what walked in the door. As you turn around, meanwhile, outside, you head down through the lowdown. And there is the place that you heard about, Leiden. The butchery. Black door, recessed stairwell. <laughs> Closed mm. sign for repairs on the door. That. That one. Do you approach? Yeah, come on. Okay. Oak. All right, so you and uh, you and Claudette approach and head up the doors in front of you. What do you do? Ooh, says it's closed. Are you sure? It's it's a it's a front. It's not actually. Oh, is this closed. one of those places you said I shouldn't ever come by alone? Yes, exactly. Oh, I'm just okay. saying. Which. She is not dressed for this in the slightest. Like, oh, I think oh God, she's wearing no. her outfit from like the art. Yeah, yeah, yep, she is. She's got the like the ruffly skirt with like the lace mm. on it, and she definitely looks like a noble. Leiden's actually gonna like beckon her over to the side and just be like, "Okay, so just so you're aware, we are going to stand out like sore thumbs. So, okay, stay close. Okay, there's a lot of rough types here. Okay. Yeah. So just keep an eye on your purse. Okay. 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 And then she'll head over to the door. Okay. Do you knock? Um, yeah, I think so. A pair of Beady eyes and green skin look out at you. What? What do you want? We'd like to enter the premises. Close for repairs. Knocks again. Funny, didn't I tell you to fuck off? No. You hard Claudette's hearing. Claudette's gonna hold up gold over her shoulder. Make me a persuasion just... roll. <laughs> And can I, can oh, I use my, Leiden, my new Lagoon dice for this? Leiden's can, gonna, can I assist? Oh, how, are my, you gonna, uh, how are you gonna assist? She's gonna smile and say, you didn't give us a chance to... Okay. <laughs> All right, so you can roll with advantage, Christine. Yay. Sweet. Excellent, even better. It's okay. a very pretty smile, just... It's 21, and it's gonna be like, she kind of holds it, and then I think she can kind of flick them. She's got enough decks that... It, they spread out and fan out okay. to like three gold. <laughs> Get in quick. 
Thank you. Talk and, and just kind of pass them by as she goes. City girls. Thank you. Hey, you ladies don't cause any trouble here, and you watch out for all the trouble that's already here. All right? Okay. Got it. And he'll settle back down onto the uh, onto the stool next to the door. This place is flooded with people. Music is playing in the distance. Some jazzy number off a number of horns. It's a. They must soundproof this place with magic, because you couldn't hear a peep of that outside. And looking behind the orc's face through the slot, you were sure you saw cobwebs and and drapes, like like draped cloths for painting, drop cloths. I mean, and. Uh, but inside of here, there is a raucous scene going on. Hmm. Where do you head? What do you do? Leedon's going to start the bartender. Hitting... Yeah, she'll just see like, mm -hmm. yeah, bartender. And she'll beeline to the bartender. Hmm. The bartender is a tiefling hmm. with, uh, with deep kind of burgundy purple skin kind of plum I think is probably the right word to say with cascading curly plum hair and leans forward as you approach wow aren't you two a sight for sore eyes mm. it's not uh, it's not a question it's rhetorical you absolutely are how can I help you two lovely ladies tonight I need to find somebody. Hey, you know what? I'm right here. I've been here before. It just goes right over her head. <laughs> okay, that is a that's unusual. It usually works. She'll all right, a little like scrap of paper that she wrote this all down on, probably in her hand. Um, Dirk Mellows. Hmm. You heard of him? Hey, Dirk. Someone's asking about you. And it's a pretty lady. He'll shoot across the bar. Meanwhile, a few moments ago, as you were chatting with the halflings, Talfrin, you heard a st an, an audible squeak on the stool next to you. Hey. Talfrin. <laughs> hey. Hey, buddy. I didn't think you were going to be here tonight. Yeah. Uh, change of plans. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, luckily, I was already here waiting for you. Uh, can of you please describe you Dirk for me? All right. Uh, Dirk is that kind of, if you get the picture of the typical, like, kind of scrawny, um, kind of mousy brown-haired fanboy. Is this Seth Green? Maybe. I don't remember what's the first... Dr. Evil's son. I, I couldn't tell Oh, really? You. Okay. I'm really awful with people's names. That's okay. Uh, oh! Oh, him. Yeah, yeah, I know him. Um, Not so much? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Just... Like the young version of him. Like the young version of him. Sure, yeah. Hey! How's it going, buddy? Hey, yeah, no, great. Great. No, had a great day. How about you? Man, like, really good. Um, I followed yeah, that calisthenics lesson you taught me about. Yeah. This guy, this guy, he starts talking to you over, over Talfron's shoulder. This guy knows his workouts. Like, look at his arms, man. You wouldn't think so because he's like really lithe and really tight. But man, I saw this guy do 50 chin-ups in a row. Yeah, I mean, he's not exaggerating. 
50. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's like 30 more than I can do. I'm up to 20 and that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I don't have a lot of body weight. There. You know what? Good. I'm getting there because of you. Yeah, there you go. So uh, what are we drinking? Because what are we drinking? Because I'm buying. Oh. Um, it, I, I don't remember what it is, but he would uh, he'd tell him. Oh, it looks like it looks like beer. Oh, will you look at this? Hold on one minute. The bartender will uh, drop a couple of beers on the counter and then head over to a couple of new guests that have approached the bar. So, uh, you find a night? Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's what you're going to do. Put all of your money on Talfron. He's the toughest guy in all of Duchesne. I'm not even kidding. Not even a little bit. <laughs> He's not kidding. I mean, that sounds like a pretty safe bet to me. Yeah. I would put my life. I have put my life in Talfrin's hands. He he has before. I have. I have. That's why you're my mentor. I guess I'll go have to put a bet on the board. You absolutely have to. Uh, you want to talk to that big hobgoblin over there, the one who's kind of looking at us. Hi. Oh, trust me. I've placed bets here before. Oh, have you? Okay. Well, that's really. Oh yeah. Hey, Dark. Yeah, I'm experienced. Some people asking about you. And they're ladies. About me? Uh, hey, sorry, Tal. I'll, I'll be right back, okay? Yeah. Take oh. your time. He'll get up and... Uh, yeah, I'm, uh... I'm, I'm Dirk Milos. Tal's gonna keep an eye on them. Just, um... And you're going to see two of the most unlikely people to show up here. One is someone who's fairly visibly a cleric. And the other who is uh, wearing clothes that are probably worth the all four of your outfits combined. And I'm sure she, she's got crests on her clothing. She's got to. Mm. So nice. quite clearly a member of House Belmont then. Nice. Okay. So as you approach... What do you do? Um, Claudette's going to kind of stutter a little and... Uh, um, I've never done this before. Oh, hey, you know what? Hey, um, are, you, are you... Oh, um, well, so... We have a moment to talk. Hey, for a... Um, for a beaut... Um, sorry to interrupt, but... Uh. We bring tidings from the orphan. Do you have a moment? Oh. Yeah, um... Go ahead. Um, she'll fi fish, the, like, the box or scroll out of her bag and... Um, I'm very sorry to tell you that... Kelko Mellis... Um, passed away in action. He was a comrade of my brother. Um, Maxine sent this through so that you would receive it. And he'll reach out kind of numbly and just take it. I'm very sorry for your loss. He walks by the orphan side now. Thanks. 
Thanks. For, um... Did they say how? I've forgotten now. They didn't. I don't uh, think they, they did. didn't say how. They glossed over it, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. My brother didn't tell me. Okay. Um. Now, I'm pretty sure I remember you saying that he'd been like kind of comrade in arms, so kind of friendly-like with... With your brother? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't um, really talk about him in any of the letters, but uh, probably was a soldier serving under him. Your, bro your brother's a first lieutenant, so probably just... So it'd be safe to say that I could say something complimentary, right? Yeah, you could you could lie to him. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. My, my brother spoke of him fondly. Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, he was like... He was like, like my dad, kind of. I had one. Um, well, thanks. Uh, um, um, you know, I'm pretty emotionally devastated right now. Uh, can I buy you a drink? Um, can I buy you one? A beautiful woman buying me a drink. I can't say no to that even if I'm depressed. Um, I mean, I brought you awful news, but... Yeah. Awful. Awful. Hey! Um, Erex! The hobgoblin turns and looks over. Talfren's fighting in... Ten minutes? Nine. My brother's writ on Talfren. <laughs> I'll take that bet. Claudette will kind of side-eye to lead in, like... Also, very is going up to make a bet, too. All right, last time, everyone. We got the next fight coming in. If you're heading in for the fight, you gotta come to the back. Everybody place your bets. You can speak to me or one of the bookies. And as he says that, a bunch of little goblins are going to start going around going, How much? Also, hello, um, Raid. Hi, Raid. Oh, hi, Raid. All right, hey. so um, How much? I'm gonna put 30 gold on Talfron. All right. So, uh, on Tal. Oh, that's not good. All right. On Talfron. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, anyone else? Uh, bid, 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 bid. Bid. Erex, I'll put ten on. Ten on, uh, mm -hmm. the skimpy boy over there. Skimpy boy. Uh, not Erex. Flip. And flip. And ten. On Talfron. Uh, throwing your money away. Um, alright. Uh, you. Pretty ladies. Bet. Uh, the orphan. That will look at Leiden like what? <laughs> orphan, orphan bets, orphan bets. <laughs> Seeing that, Barry's gonna turn around and be like, "Come on, what's the point in being here if you're not gonna make money? Have some fun." She knows. Really nice. Bet. 
Anke, come over here and make a bet with me. Um, sure. Uh, I've got uh, five gold on uh, on. Uh... Who should I bet for? Oh, for Talfrin. Uh, for uh, five on the the handsome guy. Oh, five on Talfrin. Then the goblin will rip off the pages of like the half the half sheet that has your other side of the bet on it. Hand them to each of you. Uh, no more bets. No more bets. All right, you're gonna watch the fight. Come to the back right now. The hobgoblin turns around and starts leading the group through. With that, uh, you head to the back of. Uh, you head to the back where it swells out, and in the center, like I said. This speakeasy is kind of shaped like an anchor, but at the center of the back, there's a hole in the ground, a pit that drops down. A rope ladder on either side. That Goliath, or Goliath-blooded man, huge, mohawk-braided, Kratos-looking motherfucker, is just sitting on the other side with his legs crossed doing one of these. And then, on the other side, is Talfrin, who looks like, uh, who looks like a dream date. <laughs> All right. What are you going for? All right, everyone, shut the fuck up! That's better. All right, you know the rules? No eye gouging? and stop when someone taps out or dies. There's the rules. You got it. And with that, are you ready to rumble? Let's Actually, wait, I can't say that. It's copyrighted. One sec. Are you, <laughs> are you ready to fucking fight? <laughs> That's not copyrighted. Um, <clears throat> I'm ready to fight. The Goliath says, standing on the other side. All right, let's go. Are you ready to die, little man? Not today. <laughs> Good. I will make sure you suffer until dawn then. And with that, the Goliath's not going to use the ladder. He's just going to leap into the pit, dropping down the 10 feet. And uh, why don't we go ahead and are you going to step in as well? Oh, yeah. All right. Do you take the ladder or do you jump in? I'm going to take the ladder for a bit and then do like a oh. dramatic swoosh down. All right. So yeah. can you make me an initiative roll? You're doing that. Oh, yeah, I can. It is a 15. And how many oh, HP yeah. do you have? Just so I know. 29. Sounds great. All right. Heading down to the pit. Ooh, okay. In this corner, we've got Krog! A crow. It's crow. Crow. Crow versus Talfrin. <laughs> now let's see some blood. You'll hear ding, 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 ding. And with that, let's start some fight music. Where is it? I got it right here. Where is it? Here we go. Fists of Fury. That sounds accurate. Sounds very accurate. <laughs> Get him, Talfrin! Alright. 
as you land down and the bell dings, ding! The Mohawk Goliath cracks his neck to the side, grabs his braid and pulls his head until you hear a sickening I'm sorry for your face. And uh, he is going to lunge forward and is going to uh, take a swing directly at your face. Actually, not just one, not just two, but he's going to take three. What is your armor class? 17. Holy crap. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Three punches directly to your face. One cracks you directly across the brim of your nose. You feel it snap. Uh, That is going to be seven points of damage. The next cracks your head back, and that is going to be another two points of damage. And the next is going to crack you uh, right in the chin, dropping your head down low, and that's going to be a powerful another seven points. Okay. So I think, I think, believe that's, you're down 16? Yeah. Three hits of ungodly strength crushing your chin against your chest. All right. And Talfrin, it's your turn. What do you do? I'm going to rage. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to go for it. All right. So what does that look like? Ex- explain what Talfrin's rage looks like. Um, He's going to get... He's going to kind of look down, uh, gather himself, and then look up with the with a piercing, well, not that many people can see it, but like a really piercing glare and just like a pure hatred. Were your glasses knocked to the floor? Oh, probably. All right, so now they can see. Yeah. All right, piercing hatred and give it to me. All right. So I'm just looking. All right, so uh, rage gives you um, resistance to all normal damage. Yeah. So you'll take half on anything physical. Uh, It also gives you a plus two on damage every time you hit. Okay. And besides that, uh, it also gives you some other things like adds your constitution. Oh, no, that's already innate. So do you have it pulled up? This is your yes, first time I playing a barbarian. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do. I have it right here. Sounds good. All right. Okay. And I'm you can use reckless you. attack as well. Don't forget. That's not a rage thing. That's just a barbarian thing at level two. So that means that you all things have advantage against you, but you have advantage on all of your attacks. Okay. Why don't we? Why don't we do that this time? Let's go. Just, just one punch him. Just go. Yeah. Okay. All right, so... Um, yeah, he's going to grab his greatsword from his back and swing it out in a big motion, and it's going to do that unraveling thing, like if you've ever seen Bleach, where Ichigo, like... Okay. Gets, uh, son gets off his back and it was of wrapped course. up. Of course. Yeah, it's that mm. thing. All right. All right. I got 23. That is going to be a absolute hit. Roll me damage. All right. Is that a, that's a greatsword? That is a great sword. It's a pretty great sword. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say it's anything, pretty, but it's pretty great pre- sword, man. It's yeah. pretty great. Pretty great. Let me see. Boop. Boop. 
That is seven plus two is nine. Nine points of damage. Beautiful. All right. So you are going to slash down the center of his chest. Uh, He is going to roar as his blood splatters the ground. Oh, you want to do it like that, do you? Uh, And he is going to uh, roar and strike twice at your face rapidly. Uh, One of them is going to go right by your ear. Uh, And as you start to duck out of the way, the other one's going to come up with an elbow. Uh, However, you're in rage right now, so that's going to be really nice. Uh, You are going to take one point of damage after the reduction. Nice. The elbow slams into the side of your cheek, but you are in the middle of a roar, so it just kind of strains the flesh, pulling it tight. Uh, And that is his turn as he kind of circles around you. What do you do? I'm going to attack him with my greatsword. Nice. All right. Give me. Yeah. I can think of things for flavor, but it doesn't really work. Anyway, it's good. That's no, any, go. anything you do for flavor. So are you going to s- swing it, stab into him, punch him with it? What are you doing? Um, I was going to like, yeah. I was going to try to like kick him away, but that doesn't, that doesn't really work. Yeah. You can like kick and like, you can kick and slash at the same time. Totally. Okay. <laughs> this is, it's, it's D&D combat. It's all thematic. Let's just have fun with this. Okay. <laughs> the the damage uh, is coming from the sword. If you think yes. it, you can do it. Unless you can't, but that's your I'm dice I'm going roll. to uh, just all out attack yeah. again. Okay. A reckless yeah. attack. You have advantage. Reckless attack. That's what I mean. Can't believe I only hit you with one. Oh, thank goodness. 21. 21 is an absolute hit. Roll me damage. Excellent. Uh, six plus two is eight. Eight. Ooh, a solid. So where is that striking him? Um, Slicing across his away. chest? Yeah. Just above where my boot's trying to land, too. Okay, so you kick and slash, pushing him back. Uh, he mm. is going to reach into his pouch at his waist and really dance five feet back and hurl uh, two darts directly at your face. Okay. Really likes, really likes aiming at the face, man. Oh my god, really? What's your what's your AC right now? Seventeen. I I got you. I got you once. Okay. I I almost botched. <laughs> uh, oh no! That is great. Uh, he hurls the dart directly at your at your face. It is going to go a bit low and embed itself in your shoulder, dealing two points of damage yeah. after after your reduction. Okay, Talfrin, you are up again. He's about 10 feet away from you now. He's kind of danced a bit back, taking a bit of time to stay out of your range. You're gonna have to rush forward if you wanna if you wanna hit him again. That what do you do? That is fair. I'm going to grab a javelin. All right, from fun. like from your back pouch? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna grab a javelin and aim it at center mass for him. Oh, are you remembering to add your strength modifier on damage? Nope. All right, so. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Oh! Nope. <laughs> you at your strength bonus? I was not. <laughs> uh, my strength is plus four. Yeah, plus four. Okay, so that's an additional eight points of. So, all right. I was wondering why your damage was so low. Oops, because I didn't add it into my uh, into my character sheet. Oh, okay. So. Mm. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to aim a javelin at him. Um, I will reckless attack. Okay. Can I reckless attack? Uh, You cannot reckless attack with a thrown weapon. 
You can oh, only reckless attack with, with melee. Gotcha. So you could just run up and start oh, slashing gosh. him again. Make a melee. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, you have a chance of getting a nat 20 that way. Like it doubles your chance of critting. This is true. Okay, let's do it. We're okay. going to rush forward. All right. So rushing forward with, with a boy. bellowing scream. All right, go ahead. Yep. Make me an attack. You have advantage. Go. <laughs> What'd you get? 13. 13? Do you have determination still? I do have determination. Okay. What's I your... don't know if that's even going to help, though. What's your determination? Is well, you my have determination a... would just be two? like plus two, so that would be okay. 15. 15? <laughs> All right. Are you going to use it? Sure. All right. Okay. Let's, let's, All let's right. So using okay. that, um, how do you attack him? You just rush forward screaming? Uh, probably a downward slash up. Okay. Um, you are going to cut directly across his right nipple, embedding into a bit of his peck. You're going to see for a moment before the blood flows out, the meat spread open where you see the sinew and tissue beneath the flesh. And he's going to grunt and grab his chest in pain. Uh, he's going to use Stone's Endurance. Okay. How much damage is that? Did that work? I guess uh, it worked. You definitely hit. Roll me damage. Uh, uh, so that's nine plus, oh, yeah, plus, plus strength, two. Plus four. 11 plus strength is. So 15? 15. Okay. A solid, attack, so. a solid hit. Uh, he has you point blank range, though. And sure. at this point, he is going to slam his hands up. Both I would like them. to use my inspiration to give Kelly not. <laughs> oh! Okay. Uh, so I will have advantage on one of my attacks, not both. Because Talfrin was you, recklessing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that is one fail and one hit. Good job there. Thanks and it was it was the disadvantage one, or like it was just the regular roll that you just did that on. All right, so he is going to uh, snatch. Yeah, he is going to like slam his hand to the side of your head and grab you by the back of the hair. And I need you to make me a strength saving throw. Okay. Uh, you have good. advantage on this because you're raging. I do. And I'm proficient in it, but we'll see how that goes. What'd you get? I got a 10. A 10? All right. Goes so real well. Uh, he is going to grab you by the side, basically by the side of the face and the hair, and is going yeah. to slam your face against the side of the, of the, of the pit. Uh, that is going to be... Uh, eight, four points of damage. Ooh. How much, how many do you have left? There? Uh, six. Oh boy. Uh, he slams your face against the side of the arena and starts dragging it along, kind of pushing you behind it. Um, your sword dangles by your side, but it's still in your hand. Make me an attack roll or hey, it's your turn. What do you do? Yeah, I will attack. Okay. Reckless. Just, uh, recklessly. Okay, go ahead. Ooh. I am also now just, uh, yeah, he's going to act like a uh, cornered animal. All right, come on. All right, let's go. I believe in you. Thank you. Do it. I actually got a nat 20. Yes. Um, you, you hear very fast. For reals, I got a 20 and a 5. Kill him, Toffrin, kill him. Hey. All right, so... Uh, go ahead and roll me 2d12 plus 6. Um, 
Rack them. Because you got a crit. Oh. So you roll your damage okay. dice twice. I gotcha. And take... Ten. Oh, God. Eight. Oh, God. So 18 and then plus six is 24. All right. Uh, Caitlin. Yes. Talfren. To borrow the words of a friend, well, of, of, a, of an associate, of a, of a, of a co-runner, uh, how yes. does Talfrin want to do this? <laughs> okay, so he's being pushed against the wall. Just dragged against it. Um, he, with no care to any hair ripped out of his head, is going to use the weight of his greatsword to fling himself away from the position kind of, if he can, mm -hmm. with dexterity. Yep. Fling himself, spin around behind him, and just stab through. All right, the blade the is back. going to pierce directly through his abdomen, yeah. and he's going to, like, look at you holding a handful of your hair in his hand. Yeah, it happens. <sighs> he's gonna blow your hair in your face, and then collapse to his knees, and tag out as he slumps to the ground. Um, Leiden, he falls to the ground. What do you do? I, she will quietly grasp her, like, her holy symbol and mutter a few, mo like, a small prayer to the orphan um, and will cast Spare the Dying. Okay. Yep, he is not going to die today because of you, so good job. <laughs> um, he's well, going to lean into Leiden. Is he okay? Yeah. He'll be fine. Okay. At that. I think it's a, 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 a cocky smile to Eric's. Well. I guess so. Uh, each of you is paid out. So, uh, um, Veratrix, uh, you are going to net uh, minus the 30 that you put in. You're going to profit 90 gold nice. on top of that 30. Uh, Robin, uh you are going to gain an additional 30 gold on top of the 10 you get back. Nice. So good job. And as that happens, you're going to see Milo. Oh, pardon me. You're going to see Dirk. Oh my God. Talfrin! 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 I'm rich, buddy! <laughs> I'm rich! Talfrin's going to look up and like do like a thumbs up and like slump to his knees because that's he's 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 pretty hurt <laughs> um with that uh seeing that very is going to uh, excuse us off manka jump in uh, beside him and slap him with a cure wounds okay oh, so nice. that what is that in the form of a potion or something or um it's just a, it's just a touch hmm um, so what's the flavor on that though? She's actually probably <laughs> going to use crux to do that. Um, okay. Because I can do cast spells through, through my money. And so, you know, gonna, uh, yep. you could have like a little hypodermic in his foot or something. Yeah. Like in Bunny <laughs> <laughs> That's Hypodermic rabbit. Um, so yeah, Barry's going to jump down, call crux down, uh, with her and, uh, tell him to get to work. And uh, then let me find a. D There's a D8. Uh, oh, hey, there you go. That's an eight, nine, ten, eleven. Whoa. Eleven hit points. Nice. Nice. 
Thank you. Ooh, oh. We're back up to 17. Nice. Right. Leiden's gonna look around at this and, and mumble to Claudette and say, like, just stay here for a second. And then Leiden's also gonna head down into the pit and we'll approach, check both of them for injury and see how bad they are. The, uh, the, um, the other guy, Crow, is actually fairly hurt. There's a big wound in the side of his stomach where you can see perforated intestine through it. Okay. So I've got something here for my circle of mortality. So why... When I would normally roll one or more dice to restore hit points with a spell to a creature at zero hit points, you instead use the highest number possible for each dice. Oh, that's So beautiful. I guess I did spare the dying, so the guy is not dead. But he's so at zero he's still. At, is he still at zero? That's yeah. how that works. Spare the dying just takes him straight to zero and stabilizes. Yeah, yeah then we need to make cool. saves. So, yeah, Leiden's going to go over. And uh, so that's whatever I spent casted. I use the max, I think. If you use that channel divinity, yes. Which it's you not his channel. It's just circle of mortality. I think. I'll like, double check that after game, but yeah, go ahead. Double check, because I have a different channel divinity. My channel divinity is uh, Path to the Grave, Damn. which lets okay. me well, for... um, mark someone for termination. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, yeah. It's so, wild. Um, but it's fine. It'll work for now. We'll check it after game. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It's because it's only second level. So that's so how, much, like how much level. What's the so dice on that? Wounds. It's 1d8 plus my spell casting ability modifier. So, so that's tw- uh, 13. Plus. Yeah, he'll just, so yeah, he'll just heal 13. <sighs> He'll suddenly stand to his feet and... Thank you. Very kind. You. He points a finger at Talfrin. You're a strong little bastard. It was a good fight. Come. He'll walk over. He'll grab you by the arm and kind of pull you into kind of a kind of a big patty hug. <laughs> Good fight. Next time I will fuck you up. Meet me in the alley. You try that. He whispers in your ear, meet me in the alley. Alright. Telfren, how much did you put down on yourself? Um, I would have put down oh, how much do I have? Um mm-hmm. so I think I only start with five gold and i already spent a few of it i'll say you put two gold down on yourself so you'll profit you'll profit six gold cool Uh, so kelly quick question Mm -hmm. um so i've got 90 on top of my original yes right total of 120 but don't add that the 30 i just want to make sure you didn't double that 30 up okay yeah okay so so if you remove the 30 from your character sheet then it's back and it brought three friends Okay, okay, so it's You, you multiplied your investment by four. Okay, cool. Alright. Alright, everyone, out of pit, we clean up for next fight. Talfrin! Yeah? Large bet, my friend, you are very confident in yourself. Yeah. One hundred gold pieces. Did not know you had it in you. And help hand... Oh. The hobgoblin will hand you over the purse of gold. It is uh, quite royal. Yeah. Well, I figured I'd either die or I'd uh, make banks, so make, make here we me are. A, make me a deception roll. Alright. Looking for my deception. It is not great, but that's okay. Oh, what? I'm using a hurt them more. 
I uh, ah. actually got a 20. I'm sorry. I will take a picture of it. That's okay. I trust you. I trust you. I will still take a picture of it anyway. That's okay. Take a picture okay. of it for fun. Yes. Got it. All right. So so a 20. A 20 is not an automatic success on skill rolls, but what's your deception bonus? Your charisma? 23. 23. Okay. That, that is going to be a success, though, because okay. I don't have a plus 10 on my pool for this. He looks you over. You're pretty beaten up, friend, the hobgoblin says. Maybe you should head out early tonight. That was a good fight. Quicker than I expected. But maybe you're just that tough. Well, he plays bets on it for a reason, right? It can be anyone's night. Maybe you should go invest that before someone decides to jump you in an alley. If you understand. I got you. Finish the drink and go, okay? Yes, sir. <clears throat> That's actually way kinder than he could have been, too. Like, that nat 20 helped. Uh, so what are you doing? What are, what's everybody else doing? Um, I know Vary's going to go back up to Anka and flirt with her a bit more. Um, because she likes everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and then, and then she's she's gonna make her way over to Talfa and be like, "So, do you need a little bit more uh, healing tonight?" Hmm. I mean, always. It was a it's a and pretty she, tough fight. And she'll turn back to Anka and be like, "From uh, friend and I, maybe." She would. I mean, the more the merrier. If you're okay with it, of course, Anka. Um, I hate well, to put you in an uncomfortable position, but I would love for you to join. Yeah, where are we going? <laughs> well, my place is just the road, and your stuff's already there. Okay. Um, are we gonna play cards or? Oh no. Um, can I? <sighs> what would I roll for that? <laughs> Uh, what are you trying to do? Okay, so she clue her in, yeah. Clue her in. I mean, I think you could just lean in and whisper. Yeah, just, just, just role play it. <laughs> well, you know, he's he's awfully hurt, and it could use uh, maybe a fun night from two nice halfling girls to help him out a little bit. Yeah. Oh, so you do you have cards. A, okay. I have cards. I have any kind of card that you want. You had a you had a hard day at work too. Oh my god, are you talking about and uh sorry, Amy? <laughs> oh well Leiden's gonna actually go over to Talfram while that's happening and be like, um, you fought well, um, blessings of the orphan, and we'll also um do a quick prayer and also apply another cure wound. That's gonna be another thirteen for you? Uh, no, because he's uh, he's not at zero. So oh, it's, okay. That's it's, why it's only when they're at zero. zero. That's, but, so they don't, uh, yeah. Okay. So you can bring people back up a lot faster and a lot better. But um, Interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay, I, that I does balance really cool. out a bit. Yeah, that's yeah. really yeah. handy. So yeah. my spell casting ability, I believe, is wisdom as a cleric? Yes. Right? Yes. So uh, 10. Yeah. So oh, 10 so it's more. only 10. Okay. 
No, because I rolled a I rolled a d six, a d eight, and I got a six. So and I have a plus four. So okay, so twelve. No, he gets ten. Okay, you said you had a plus four. I add plus four to the six. Oh, to a six. Okay. That was yeah. a D8 for some reason. All right, cool. I did. I'm not, he's not healing Max. He's healing. I understand. I rolled that. for it. I understand. Because he's not at zero. I, I yeah. yeah. This is, right now it works as normal. It works as normal. <laughs> I, I haven't had dinner, normal. so I'm a little, a little spacey. Oh, so, no. What happens? I, I, had to, I had to write a, a letter from your brother. Um, okay, so as uh, you are going to be healed up another 10 points of damage, you're feeling pretty yes. good. Feeling real good now. Yeah, I, I think mean, real, real good. Orphan's blessing, friend. Good fight. And then she'll Thank head you, back man. over to uh, Claudette. Collect Claudette. <laughs> well, Collect Claudette. <laughs> well, Claudette, as uh, your mission's done here, you saw some sport, and it's getting close to midnight. What are you going to do? You're muted. You're, you're muted, though. Yeah, she's not muted. Hold on, talk. But again. it's just yeah, not working. Hello. Okay, yeah, now it's working. There we go. I no idea what's happening because I think it's turned on auto adjust again, or the noise canceling thing. Or it could just be Zoom. Could be Zoom. Lagging. Zoom. It could okay. just be Zoom. All right, so can, please continue. Does not turn anything on. Okay. So. Well, don't worry about it now. We can hear you. So okay. go ahead. Um. So it's getting close to midnight. What do you do? Oh, I guess we should head back and see what um, Jobs Uncle Virgil was talking about. If he's still out. He would be staying at your estate for the night. All right. So with that, you start to gather your things. Um, Anka goes, um... Let me think about it, okay? At the, uh, at the very least, I probably need to go back and get my stuff, and then it would be inhospitable to not have a drink back there. So, um, just let me think about it, okay? Of course, and only if you want. Sure, let's, um, at the very least, it would be great having someone so big and strong to walk us home. Uh, yeah. Of course. A <laughs> couple of little ones like us. Mm -hmm. Um, are you want to head out soon, or...? Why not? Sure, can you leave right away, mister? I sure can. Fight's over. My job here's done. Well, my job here is done. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess we'll meet you outside then. Of course. Meanwhile, across the bar, Ivy, can you make me a uh, make me a survival roll? Okay, dokie. Uh, just one second to pull up my shirt again. <sighs> do, 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 do. Survival is down here. That is a dirty 20. One by one, you see these groups begin to separate off and head out. The two girls, the finely dressed ones, are heading out and Soon after, the two halflings head outside as well. Midnight is coming closely. If it's hungry again, small groups like this, probably an ideal bit of bait. Hmm. Well, my life just got a little easier. 
as you head out into the street. Talfrin, what are you doing? Do you head out back through the back door to the alley? Yeah, well, um, oh, the girls are waiting, though, so. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, he will. Yeah, he'll head out to the back door to the alley. All right. As you head out the back door into the alleyway, you can see the lone figure of Crow waiting there, leaning against the wall. I was worried you're not going to show up. I was not going to wait forever. Rain is about to come. Yeah, I'm a man of my word. I just had to say my few goodbyes. Good, because if you ran out, I would fight you for real. What did you call me here for? To take my cut. Right. You, you keep 40, I keep 60. It's fair, because you skewered my guts. I did. Not I was not thing. supposed to look quite so real, but I appreciate enthusiasm. Wow. You gotta put on a good show, or they won't believe you. Well, at least you did not Here. cut my my wiener off. No, of course not. Leave that intact. Who do you think I am? <laughs> Little boy want to have different kind of sword fight later? I'm taking for tonight, but... Uh, maybe another time we wrestle in the good way. Yeah. You leave yourself open on the left, just so you know. It's good to know. It's like you have blind sight. Blind spot, they call. Be careful. Mm -hmm. Someone will catch you. Take that pretty face and make it like mine. I like your face. I hope Don't to put see yourself you. down. Oh, pat pat the face. Hmm. Uh, he'll bite the edge of your thumb as you're doing that. Just not hard, but just a little... Pleasure doing Ooh. business with you. Anytime. Westlander. And he'll take his 60 gold, pot leaving you the 40. Um, and we'll start heading down the other alley. As you uh, as you're around the front of the building, the um, the girls are waiting for you out front, and um, the other the other girls are heading out as well, kind of walking down the cobblestone streets. A low rain is beginning to fall around you at this point. Just a soft, most like like a pissing mist. What do you do as you oh. around the building? Wouldn't want you two to get uh, get too damp out here. He'll because uh, I took off my sweater. I mean my jacket. He'll take his jacket and he'll put it over them because he can because he's quite tall. Oh, nice! Thank yeah. you. Thank, thank like you. an umbrella, like a makeshift umbrella. <laughs> thank you. Have one. Um. What? Well, I guess lead lead the way, Harry. <laughs> you got it. Come on, Crux, let's go home. And she'll start wandering off towards her house. All right, you begin wandering the same way, actually trailing a tiny bit behind the two the two women who brought the bad news to to uh, to Dirk. Okay. And as you are walking, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. 
as you are walking you head through a side pavilion just a, a large city square with an old monument to some major or general that fought in the nine score war it's dark here and the rain is falling low on the ground claudette and um uh, claudette and leden you almost make your way across the entire pavilion around to where you know the last cable cars will be taking you to the nicer part of the city for the night ivy behind you are stalking quietly keeping a distance can you make me a stealth roll i can for <laughs> Do it. You got let's, this. Let's be stealthy now, Ivy. Yeah, we, we're going to be hella stealthy. That's a 21. Mm. Mm -hmm. The rain is falling all around you. You slowly stealth your way behind them, watching the shadows. Watching the roof line. Something is going to happen here any second now but what you weren't expecting a moment later as the three of them Talfrin Veri and Anka pass by the base of that statue can I get an int roll with disadvantage from everybody Boy, everybody, everybody, who's in the square, yes. Oh god! Oh, oh my god! I got oh no! I got a twenty and a three. Oh, twenty-three and a three um, with disadvantage, Mike. Yeah, my higher roll would, would have been a twenty-five. Oh wow! Are we all doing it with a disadvantage? Just the three, six okay. total, six. Yes, well, right, everyone to disadvantage. Okay. Because you've all, you've all I had. I was gonna a... spend my inspiration to just roll it flat. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, then, and Are can I also we... spend my determination because then it'll be a fifteen. Sure. Yeah, Did you say 15. we're just rolling because we disadvantage? Why? Uh, because you're not used to this area of town, and some of you have had mm. drinks. Okay. Because yeah. I say Ivy was making sure that she yeah, didn't you haven't drink because she's on job. All right, and Christine, what'd you get? 20. 20. As you two reach the edge of the pavilion and glance behind you, you both have a weird feeling, and very you're going to have this feeling as well. As you look up at the... As you look up at the statue, it's of a, a tall man astride a horse, looking up into the south and tomorrow. That's odd. There didn't used to be a statue there. It used to be a monolith, like a like an obelisk, which is what the base of the statue looks like. Did, did we pass that one before? Oh. I don't think weird's going on here, I think. There's the sound of a whip lashing. And suddenly the horse moves. Its tail lashes out like a tentacle, wrapping around Anka's foot, 
rips her off of her feet, and the statue shifts and shapes down into a strange cat-like being. It looks like a puma with tendrils rising out of its back, four tendrils tipped with these barbed sucker talons. But instead of a mouth, it has dripping, acidic tendrils. It snarls, lashes, and with one cacophonous twitch of one of its tendrils, smashes Anka's head against the ground. And snarls down at you. And I think we're going to stop game there for the night. (laughs) All right. So, guys, that is going to be it for episode one. We're going to start with the fight against the displacer uh, creature. Um, It is not a displacer beast. Uh, It is. uh, What number was that again? Was that 36? 19, he said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 19. All right, so uh, that is going to be it for tonight's episode of The Reign of Emerys, because it's already almost 11 o'clock. My goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Time flies, right? So, hey, guys, uh, thank you so much for watching. Did you guys have fun tonight? Yes. Yes. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yes. God. (laughs) Did I ever have fun tonight? But I love that Mike and I have kind of almost switched roles a little bit. It's very funny. Yeah, yeah, you're not Callie anymore. They're now doing like the super sexy little halfling. Halflings? <laughs> oh my Half- god! Halflings are I, halflings are slutty. That's what they I do. I didn't even think about that. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, you're, guys, you're taking over the Callie's. Uh, uh, Thank you very much, Dragon Soul. Hey. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, the chat's been pretty big tonight. If this is your first mm-hmm. time with us, give us a follow. Or if you're watching on YouTube later, give us a sub. It doesn't cost you anything, and it really helps us feel better about ourselves. Uh, and if you want to watch uh, more of our content, this game is going to be airing every Friday, except for like you know like holidays and um, so it's going to be running pretty much every Friday, except for like special events. So it would be really great if you could tune in. Uh, it'll be up on Sunday on YouTube, and uh, that's YouTube.com/slash/DorkTales. And hey, if you want to hang out with some cool people, join us on our Discord. Uh, which is available in all of our YouTube um, descriptions and is right there in the chat right now. So uh, thank you all for watching. We will see you again next week on The Reign of Emerys. Goodbye, everybody. The Reign of Emerys is a Dork Tales production. It stars Christine Rattray as Claudette Belmont, Amy Godfrey as Leiden Ann Marev, Kaylin Vinkel as Talfrin Prideri, Robin Holford as Ivy, and Katrina McGee as Veritrix Soulstar. Its dungeon master is Kelly Clark. Our opening theme is Resolution by Alexander Nakarada, and our closing theme is Find Them, also by Alexander Nakarada. For a full list of the music used in this episode, check the show notes below. To learn more about the world that Reign of Emerys is set in, check out our wiki or visit our Discord where there's plenty of information to go around. Thanks for supporting this podcast. If you like what we do here and would like to help Dork Tales grow, leave a five-star review, share us with your friends, and leave a comment below. And hey, while we're talking about people who support Dork Tales, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com slash dorktales. Starting with our Patreon producers. Our royal producer, Shulton the World Builder. Our divine producer, DM Michael Gray, the great and powerful. Our demonic producers, Jade the Maker of Monsters and Bricarius, our fun but evil Funkle. We love you, Uncle Marty. Our princes of the Patreon, Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl, Dustin, our time-traveling buddy from 1977, Trizelta, aka James Bododge, Eolus the Forever Cleric, Cubby Gummy, Amberthist, and The Traveler. Our level 20 heroes, Jan Clark, who's my, my mom, 
Bob Kessler, who's along for the ride, Michael Eilat, the graphics guy, and Chef Aladeth. Our level 10 heroes, Nacro, the Straw Hat Devil, George Sibley, Snowy323, Hans H. Boundehoof, Professor Multiverse, Adam Bomb, Tabitha Rudkin, Chandra Magic, Brady Chester, and Heavy Metal and Tea, our very important patrons, who donate five or more dollars per month, an actual guinea pig, Dale Cope, the eternal student of life, Camille, who may be six possums in a trench coat, Evan, longtime listener, first time patron, Mike Baxter, first of his name, Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale, Krista Mitchell, the Siege FX engine, Rio, but without the OZ, United Adventure Company, Robin Holford, the wine master, SM Pace, Hillary, Colin Son, Matt DS, Eric and Amber, Evil, Doctor Who 4189, Tommy Kiyama Svensson, Kara Rett, Red Monk, Stormshanks, Jacob, Arach Nikonikoni, Random Equinox, Uncanny Kate, Dazed Apricot, Ray G, Michael Reynolds, The Bong Master, David Ellis, Confounded Hound, Jeremy Smith, 5280DTC Nerd, Lockgen, Slurm, Slouching Beast, Andrew Rogers, Graham Rudkin, Frankenax, Chris Deeds, Karasha Urquhart, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Malazang, Clay, Andrew Wolf, Laura Arasmith, Sean Oldham, Mashmakan, Marcel, Roman Ash, The Dixon Three, Ash Wolf, Los Grack and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, Saravant and Sophistine, Whistler, DM Shari, and Empath Naga. And finally, our Dork Squad. Jen Peters, Caitlin, Ba Tran, Willem and Isolde, Just Andy, EJ, Ashley Johnson, an insomniac veterinarian, Creox, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hayliz, Chris Blog, Patrick, Zach Rules, Ace Emmett, Renee Anderson, Britton Williams, Ava Hernandez, The Crazy Goblin, Jacob Embry, Matt B., and Catherine Petricelli. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks, feel free to join us on patreon.com slash dorktales. Dorktales survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dorktales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.